You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Welcome in to our holiday Christmas spectacular here on the Sports Objective. And with us right now, ladies and gentlemen, Santa Barber. Kyle from the Grange, how are you? Well, I got all the ho-ho-hos, baby, so I would be Santa oh. Barber. What's wow. up? What's Look up, at that. This well, dude. If you, if you, wow. if you throw me the line, I'm going to take it. Uh, what's, what's going on, everybody? It is indeed It is indeed the Christmas season. We are a week, a week away from Christmas Eve. And uh, yeah, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, how's it going, Stevie Fly there in uh, Virginia? Now, Kyle, it's going. <laughs> it's it's pouring now right over here. I need a freaking boat over here. We, I mean, it's like all yep, day long. Same here. It's about probably picked up a good four inches of rain, I guess. At least four inches. Let's go to the western part of the state. I'll take Bubba Rosenbaum to block. What's up, man? Hey, 60 seconds into the show, and Kyle's already set the tone. It's, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'll go up to uh, the, the right corner for Matt Semenza for the win. Thank God the FCC doesn't monitor monitor this show like they did Howard Stern back in the 80s. We would have been booted already. <laughs> Kyle would have had us kicked off. FCC has ago. no control over podcast at this time. Wait, it'll change at some point. But yeah, don't, don't <laughs> give them any hope. Yeah. Kyle's right outside of Pig Vomit's office. That's right. <laughs> W-M-B-C. W-M-B-C. I, I hate Howard Stern. He's a poser. I actually love him. Um, do you like? I, I do loved you, him back in the day. Now I think he's a poser. Do you, do you like him, Matt? Uh, I used to love. I grew up on that show, but now it's really just uh, now. I don't know what happened to him, man. It's him terrible, and Jimmy Kimmel are best really? friends. Talk about Jump the Shark. That show jumped the shark big. Time. Really? Yeah, it's not good See, anymore. I like, I like it because uh, before there was like. You know, the uh, acrobat lesbians and all that stuff. I mean, maybe I'll like that, but I like the, uh, for me personally, I like the interviews he does. And um, I just think he's a poser. I think he's a poser bitch. He tries to be politically correct now when he used to be the most politically incorrect person out there. The the interview he did with Anna Nicole Smith was absolutely abusive back in the 90s. It was horrible or early 2000s. Um, So I didn't respect him for that, but at least he was being original. Now he, you know, shuns all the things he did in the past. I mean, does he even acknowledge people like Beetlejuice and Baba Booey and stuff like that yeah. anymore? No, he, it's it's very politically correct now. Like, but it's, he, it's totally different than it used to be. Like, the show that you grew up with, it's not like that at yeah. all. I, Beetlejuice very, is probably my favorite character from Howard. Yeah, like the, yeah, I mean, the, but do you think, but think about that, though. Do you think that he would uh, be able to still do his show? With beat, yeah, so with, with, with beat, yeah. Well, I mean, some of the stuff like Beetlejuice, yeah. But I mean, some of the other stuff, yeah, he could absolutely in podcast form. He could do what the hell he wanted to. Yeah, I just think, 
I don't know. I think the problem with those type shows, guys, is that it it kind of like has its uh, every show has its day, I guess, so to speak. But uh, for me personally, yeah. I didn't know we were going to be talking about Howard Stern. Um, but for me personally, I like him, um, and I understand what you guys are saying. But I don't think you can do that show. It's like the um, they're so passe. Growing up, I don't know if you guys remember. Well, Matt, maybe you remember. Um, they had the Stevie definitely would. You remember those morning zoo shows they had on the eighties? Oh yeah. oh yeah. I mean those kind of shows. They can't do that now. There was but, one in Greenville, uh on one oh three point seven, the morning the rush. Hot FM. Remember they were Brady and, and Crystal and Rick Sticks? Yeah. Yeah, Rick. Oh god, they were hilarious. They actually they prank called my, my wife one time and told her they were calling from like uh gosh, what it was some ABC TV show about and wanted her to sing, wanted her to come on and sing. It wasn't American Idol, but it was something they she was like, I know exactly who this is. But yeah, that they were hilarious. They even did their own CD. Yeah. Hey, unfortunately, local radio is a thing of the past. Um, unfortunately. Yep. So what's up? Uh, so what's up, guys? Uh, well, we, we got some great Christmas news, I think, uh, for the Pirates. In fact, uh, we're getting a big get. Uh, what What do you guys think? I'll go around the panel um, we're going to do our Christmas our Christmas show later on, if you will, but we're doing our pirate stuff now. Pirate news, Bubba. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, former quarterback. I'm going to give it to you first. The floor. Uh, how do you feel about Hauser? Yeah, excited about the addition of Kate and Hauser from Michigan State. So obviously, very highly regarded coming out of high school in California. I mean, committed to Boise State. Uh, had offers from a large percentage of the Pac-12 schools. Opted to decommit from the Broncos and to go play for Mel Tucker, uh, at least for the time being, uh, back at that time uh, at Michigan State. And this year, as a redshirt freshman, had the opportunity to start several games. And you know the games he started, three of those were against the top 10 or 11 teams in the nation, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Uh, certainly plenty of room to grow, but a, a lot of upside, very high ceiling for Kaden Hauser. I liked a lot of the things that I saw, and I think that uh, as he develops, he's someone that can really flourish in John David Blake's system. Yeah, seven. Excuse me, seven. John David Baker, too. John, yeah, John David or, or John David Baker. Right, multitasking here, but uh, yeah, John That's David fine, Baker, <laughs> a.k.a. JDB. Yeah, seven starts in the Big Ten, um, two wins out of the seven starts. Michigan State was an absolute disaster this year. Uh, you know, their starting quarterback got benched. Uh, Hauser came in the Rutgers game and started the rest of the year, started the last seven games there um, as, a, as a redshirt freshman. Um, huge upside. Uh, overall, 24-7 sports had him ranked as the 28th best quarterback in the portal. Uh, his other primary offer uh, out of the portal – uh, that he was really considering was oddly enough again, but Boise State. Boise was going after him hard uh, to come again, and um, he uh, apparently don't like the cold weather. Had enough of it in Michigan. He's a California kid. Um, also had had a uh, Oregon State wanted them to come visit. Also, um, so uh, East Carolina do, doing pretty well getting him, beating out Boise State and Oregon State for him. Twenty uh, eighth, like I said, best quarterback in the portal. Uh, I think there's a huge upside. Um, very excited about the get. Um, I, I think uh, we had uh, – I don't think the news – have we got an official news yet on the wide receiver that committed? I know we had a wide receiver commit today. Do we know which one it was yet? I'll have to look. I have not seen anything officially. I'll see if I can confirm that. Okay. 
Yeah, Matt, your thoughts on the quarterback? Yeah, no, I mean, um, really happy with the pickup. You know, I, I I like the approach to this. You know, they identified their guy, they got him in on a visit, they you know they set up a great visit for him. You know, I'm assuming they must have done a really good job of kind of uh, you know sharing their message and their vision for the program, and and you know he committed on the spot, so that's a really good sign and. You know, a lot of potential there. I love the fact that he has three years left, guys, and he faced a lot of good competition in the Big Ten this year, so he's only going to get better from that. So uh, I think a really nice job there to get that quarterback. That's the first one. That's the biggest one because now when, when you get your quarterback, other dominoes will start to fall. You build and, around uh, it. Yeah. And so that's just huge. And by the way, Kyle, I'm going to give you credit because you told us in the group text – um, you were talking about earlier today about Holton Aylers took him around. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, the Holton um, kind of showed him around campus. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have firsthand knowledge of that, but that's what I was told that Holton was here and showed him around campus and introduced him to people and and kind of you know saw the interaction Holton had with the students and them recognizing him and and um, so uh, I and I you know I, I would imagine you know um, Holton was relatively high profile for an American quarterback as high profile as that can be. So um, Hauser may have been familiar with him, but yeah, that's what I was told. Holton took him around campus and showed him around. So uh, another one, you know, that old Holton Aylers, that old, that old local politics, you know, you know, why do we want to support that kid? And, you know, here he is back already <laughs> trying to help the program get players. No doubt about it. In fact, uh, <clears throat> Matt, when it comes to, uh, oh, Lyman, I heard, uh, I think you guys were talking about in the chat that uh, 80000 was what we got uh, Hauser before. So that would mean that if it's a $200,000, we thought it may cost 2000 for uh for Hauser, but that gives you more money for the O-line. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like guesstimating a little bit there, like kind of putting two and two together. I, I'm guessing we got him for around like 75000 So, you know, we should have some money left to – to spend on some offensive line. And I think that's what we really need to do guys. We gotta, I I'm really confident we're going to get some good receivers, but we have got to get some, some solid tackles if we're going to take the next, you know, the next step. JR well, one of the wide receiver. Yeah, go ahead. Dave. Yeah. JR says the wide receiver, Damir Miller chose Rutgers moments ago. So closer to Matt. He wants to play where Matt can see all those games, I guess. Okay. Well, one of the wide receivers has verbal to us, so that's the one that didn't. So I think we had three visiting this weekend, so we can kind of figure it out. But um, the, uh, the another thing, this is just a theory on my part, but um, what I was told by uh, – I'll say who told me this, and then I'll, the theory is my own. But Igo told me that one of the biggest things for Hauser was that he he wanted somewhere for him and his girlfriend to live. Apparently, they're maybe engaged. They're very serious. And um, we had another quarterback visit. That I will not say who because it, they did not want this information public. Um, but he is actually married with a kid. Um, so for those two things to both be very similar and um, knowing who our biggest owner is now is Bill Clark, I have a theory, uh, particularly being I was told it didn't cost us as much financially. I, I kind of wonder if there was a house given, not given to keep, but given to live in in this situation to Hauser and his girlfriend through Bill Clark Holmes. Uh, because the other quarterback that we were recruiting, like I said, uh, was, is married and um, has a kid. So he kid, was doing yeah. the same thing. 
Um, so I do wonder that. I, I have no insight. That's just a theory on my part. But it makes some sense uh, being told that what was most important to Hauser was having somewhere for him and his girlfriend to live So um, together. So um, that's a theory on how we got him. And that's just a theory. Is the, I do nothing about a house being involved. I want to make that clear. That part didn't come from Igo. That's just me drawing a conclusion. It would be a rather way, creative way of using NIL without actually using cash. Yeah, and uh, not a bad, hey, whatever you can do to, to help that out and uh, make <laughs> make a, a great deal. So we have the quarterback now, it looks like, um, but you need more than one. Uh, you guys have any, Stevie, have you heard any more about other guys coming in? Uh, no, we were talking, me and Kyle were talking about that earlier this afternoon and talking about we would like to see uh, one more proven quarterback right. come in with some depth and, and to help out. But I have not heard of any of uh, anything about another quarterback. Well, there was another quarterback to visit, as I just said, yeah. and uh, I, I'm not going to say who it was because they didn't want the information public. It um, wasn't Tom Brady, right? No, but it would have been ah. – if we were – if we would have been able to, ma- to land them both, it would have been humongous. Uh, but yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, the other one being um, the other one that we're still still being talked about is Ty Keys. Uh, the the we do know about him, the junior college player. Uh, I know he's got some other offers. I, I don't know. I think it's going to depend on if the other offers he thinks he has a better chance to start um, now with Hauser coming in. But we got to have somebody else that's an experience back up. Yeah. Um, you know, is Flynn coming back for one more year? That hasn't been decided yet. Can yeah. Flynn be a better backup in a better system with a better offensive line and better pieces around him? You know, you, you, Hauser is going to be your starter. You want somebody to push him. And the biggest thing for me, Matt, Stevie, is that if he gets injured, you want somebody behind him that you can trust right. that they can step in. Definitely. I mean, you you don't want to have – you know, you want a, you want a great quarterback out there as a starter, but you, you definitely want some depth behind him just in case. And just like you said, put the pieces around him. I mean, I think me and you talked today, Kyle, about it. Put that off – get that offensive line stacked up, and that's going to make everything better. You got – you still got some good running backs in the backfield, but if we can block for them, get a get a good line, that will set everything up and make it easy on these quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah and Matt. we have some linemen visits this weekend. Um, none of them have committed yet. Uh, you know, but hopefully we get a couple of them to commit. We have the one Juco lineman. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to at least get, you know, I'm mad. I think you would say we need to sign at least eight. I believe that's what you said. Uh, in your opinion. Well, five seven. Okay. So it'd be interesting to see how many linemen we actually sign and if any of the ones visiting this weekend commit. Yeah. By the way, hello to, uh, to shell and, uh, coach Logan, a couple weeks ago had a great point guys. He said, coach Logan said, only you're only as good as your backup quarterback. He said that, and um, he's definitely right. That uh, after Mar- Marcus Crandall went down in that '93 season, we go two and nine um, because of one of the defensive guys for uh, UCF. Um, but anyway, that's uh, so true. So great that we have Hauser, but we need some more depth there in that quarterback room. Uh, Matt, also, I want to mention that we picked up from Louisville uh, out of the portal, Raheem Craig, looks like, for the edge, for defense. Yeah, we did. You know, I think we heavily recruited him out of high school. Um, You know, so he's – I was kind of like checking out his background a little bit at Louisville. 
Um, looks like he played a lot of special teams, kind of a, <clears throat> a you know spot duty type player there. But um, he has shown some ability to rush the passer. I think that's what we were looking for. And you know, I know he played in a four man front at Louisville, so I think you know I'm guessing. He's a lot outside linebacker. Yeah, I'm, I'm speculating that the coaching staff, you know, in this type of a defense where we run a, a lot of three-man front, maybe sees a, a little different role for him. Well, that's what I guess said, uh, that uh, if I remember correctly, I need to go back and look, but I believe uh, outside linebacker is where they're planning on playing him. So um, hopefully he'll be effective at this position change. It, the, it's position change on paper, but it's not that big of a difference because you're playing a different front. Yeah, and with uh, Blake Harrell, obviously – the more parts he can have for his defense uh, than not only depth, but uh, I would imagine with schemes and different things, Matt, when you get get a, a great athlete like uh, like Raheem Craig, I got to use the new all the names here for, it's like uh, basically with, uh, it's like basically with the situation with, uh, one thing I was going to say, a sidebar, guys, is. Uh, salad bar? Sidebar. Sidebar. Oh, oh, not oh, salad bar. Oh, okay. A sidebar <laughs> in his set. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but one of the things we've been frustrated with NCAA, now the NCAA has gone to the courts and said, let's keep this uh, stay in place for the rest of the season. So for Cam Hayes and basketball. But then I was the reason I brought that up is can you imagine Matt and Kyle and Stevie and Bubba? Like, so I transfer to this place and now. I'm not going to have to sit out. I can. Uh, it's complete free agency now for college football, in my opinion. Well, college basketball, also. Yeah, yeah. Um, any of the college sports. Yeah. Um, you know, I like it for right now because of Cam Hayes, but in general, I I do like the double transfer rule. Where right. You can't do that. Um, but uh, right now it's benefiting us. I, it's just the Wild West, man. With NIL, eventually some of this crap's going to have to be reeled in because. I, I, even at the highest level, um, the Alabamas, the Oklahomas, they're going to get to a point where these boosters are going to get tired of spending millions of dollars every year on players. Um, and, uh, you know, the lower levels, even at the Power Five, not even talking to Group of Five, they can't afford to keep up. So I do think eventually some of this NIL stuff, I think there's going to be a big division switch where you're going to have a – I don't think no 100-team division is going to come. I think you're going to see a split where there's like a, a super elite and then everybody else, or this NIL. Did you hear Chip team. Kelly? Uh, I, Chip Kelly said basically what he wants to do, he would like to see is if you take Division One that we have FBS now, cut it in half. You have 60, I know it's more than 128 teams, but basically 64, what you're talking about, Kyle, 64 elite teams. I don't think there is 64 elite teams. I think there's maybe 20? 20 to 30 teams that could really do it at that level. Right. Um, so, I'm just saying what he yeah. – um, I, I agree yeah. with you 1,000%. I'm just saying what he was calling elite being the power five, 64. Yeah, Jim Kelly can go suck a wiener. He, um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he doesn't hey, – Kyle is holding back tonight, man. God, uh, I said wiener, didn't I? Um, he yeah. – uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he doesn't control anything. I mean, he controls as much as I can control. <laughs> you know, it's not really crap. You crap what Chip Kelly said, but uh, you know, I, yeah, I I agree with him, but not in the way he's saying it. Uh, no, not sixty five, sixty. You know, no, no, there's not there's not sixty five teams that can truly compete at that level. Um, 
I don't. It'd be interesting to see how it all plays out. But this nil crap's got to be reeled in. It's it's reeled in. It's too out of control. Um, you got to put a cap on it at some point. I mean, with the NCAA, you now. I mean, my God, you know you're desperate, Matt, when you have to rely on Congress to to straighten this stuff up. Like the people are going to Congress, they can't even pass a budget. And you, oh God, did you guys hear what happened at was it Congress or Senate yesterday? Did you guys hear about that? We we won't talk about that. No, I didn't. Um, Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, but I'm going to stay far away from it. Yeah, Matt knows about it. Once I go down that rabbit hole, it's it's yeah. You said rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'll say this: as it relates to the NCAA guys, I mean, like we say this all the time. So nothing controversial here. The NCAA is just a worthless organization. I mean, yeah, they've really just lost all control. And the fact that they can't even figure out simple waivers for guys like Cam Hayes, I mean. That's that's just awful. Yeah. It just goes to show how far gone they are. You know, my grandfather used to say uh-huh. that uh, they they would be useless as a tits on a boar hog. So yeah, my daddy still says <laughs> screen door on a submarine. Screen door on a submarine. Tits on a boar hog. Uh, you know, so my, my dad. <laughs> but, I, you know, my dad. My dad always has a weird saying that I've never understood, and that I'm not sure if I should say it because it might have some meaning that I don't realize. So if it does, if it has any kind of undertone to it that I'm not aware of. I apologize. I do not mean to offend anybody. But my dad always has this saying about people he don't trust, and I've never understood it. And if anybody can explain it to me, I would appreciate it. I wouldn't trust him in a shit house with a muzzle on. <laughs> I've never heard that. Okay. I don't want to comment because I've never, I'll, I can't help you on that I, one. I, I thought maybe that. Stevie would have the answer. No. Yeah, I mean, a shit house with a muzzle on. I don't know. <laughs> If anybody wants to comment what the hell that means, please. Maybe it's just some crap my dad made up. I don't know. Uh, did he say it often? Yes. Okay. Yes. And also, another good one, my dad says, if something he doesn't like, something he, he considers something not worth a damn, like let's say uh, Jeff Comfort, uh, he would uh, he, he would say, I wouldn't, kick, I, I wouldn't kick a hog in the ass for it. Yeah, no, I've heard that a lot. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't put it in a shit house with one of them. I'm trying to figure that <laughs> Stevie's, out. Stevie's good. Hey, hey, Matt, we've messed up Stevie for the rest of the show. We're going to get a, a transfer. I'll be Googling this for the rest of the show. So yeah, all right. <laughs> I think we might have to put a muzzle back on Stevie. <laughs> Bubba, do we do we have a name as we transition out from that? Back to ECU before we do bowl pick them. Um, do, uh, do, do we have a name yet for the receiver that is verbal to us, or are we still not clear on who, which one it was? I do not. Uh, I did have – before I had to sign out uh, a few minutes ago, I did have a post on X that I wanted to share from earlier today uh, from a Michigan State fan or a source just saying uh, ECU is getting a very talented quarterback and better person during his time as a Spartan. Caton made a tremendous impact on our community, and we are thrilled for his new start. And I saw a couple other, couple others like that as well that I did not uh, bother to screenshot, but um, – it's great to see, you know, Spartan fans happy for their former quarterback and then um, just saying good things about him that uh, will hopefully translate to his time in Greenville. And then uh, also I knew earlier today um, we heard that in addition to Hauser um, that we talked about the need for a second option at quarterback and um, we had a Fairly high-profile guy that uh, had been a starter 
Yep, I mentioned uh, that several, earlier. For, for, okay, for at least a few games, it's not several games in in the Pac-12. Uh, so you know, keep an eye on that. If we manage to land them both, that would be incredible. Right. Because you go from rags to riches. I mean, I know they have to. I know it has to translate on the field. I know all that. But I considering get both of them, one of them should play out. Yeah. Blech. All right. Uh, I tell you what. Our two Johnnies are the best. Johnny Gardner, in this case, it appears it's Winston Wright Jr. from Florida State. The the. Okay. Team. Did he play? Was that uh, the kid that played at West Virginia and Florida State? I think so, Kyle. That sounds right. Okay. Winston that Wright Jr. That would have been my guess, um, as Johnny's okay. saying. Uh, Matt and I were discussing that pre-show, and based on the information provided by Stephen Igo on hoistacolors.net, um, he had given it, put a percentage on all the official visitors over the weekend and said that uh, you know he felt about 70%, 75% that Winston Wright would be a pirate. What is so, the, what, are, what are our thoughts on Winston Wright, Jr.? Um, from what I saw, I liked, I think he has at least 75 to 80 career receptions. Um, all of those with the exception of four or five, uh, were at West Virginia. Uh, he, he suffered an injury in a, a car wreck. I believe that was at West Virginia, not after he transferred to Florida state. Can't recall for, honestly on that, but, uh, that is why he did not play in 2022 this year for the Seminoles. He had four or five catches, but, um, did did a lot of damage for the Mountaineers, and he, um, in addition to to having seventy plus catches, he also um, also took a kickoff to the house. I, I want to say it was against Baylor, which was wow. which was pretty impressive. So if he's back to one hundred percent by the fall, um, you know, still recovering from his injuries from the wreck this year, play got some limited playing time. Uh, he could be a huge playmaker for us. It sounds like. Yeah, right. Matt, I could see. I, I was just thinking about that possibility of having Winston Wright in the slot and then Chase Sowell on the outside. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, goodness. you had a couple more receivers to that, and we're in good shape there. Hey, Matt, uh, I know you're. You got it stocked up the bar in your apartment in the portal. Um, how are things? Are, are things good there? I know you've been working so hard. We haven't been able to talk to you very much. Uh, the sit sucks so far. Well, that's because he's been paying attention to the portal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's uh definitely keeping a close eye on it i just for me i really watch the offensive linemen more than anything because i'm just like probably sound like a broken record but say this every show but great teams have great offensive linemen and uh so that's what i really try to follow i know we got a few a few juco guys and we we brought in a kid from maine this weekend mm-hmm. um but for the line. there's going to be really good opportunities out there, you know, and, and I hate to say it, but you see like schools like Charlotte right now, really capitalizing, getting a lot of guys from the SEC to play on their own line. So the opportunities are out there, but we have got to figure out a way to get those players in. Yeah, they're back Shell- players on the SEC. I mean, who knows if they're any good or not? Shell's asking how much el- el- eligibility uh, does he have Winston Wright Jr. He's talking about. Uh, it sounds like one year. One or two one, years. It sounds like one or one year because he played in five games this year when okay. he could have redshirted. So it sounds like one, but it could be two. We're not completely sure on that. Johnny Gardner says he also seems to have a connection to our new Q, uh, QB as well, talking about Hauser. That's good. Well, you know, that's another thing that uh, I think that, you know, I mentioned this in group text that I think we really, and maybe we are, I think we really need to utilize current players 
uh, to try to get guys out of the portal. Um, you know, these guys played, these guys had teammates in high schools, opponents in high schools they're close with that are playing college football other places. And I really think that, uh, you know, you need to try to utilize your players in 2023 to recruit other players more so now than ever. Emmanuel Paul said, do Takis commit somewhere else? We haven't heard that. Have I you not that I know of. Um, so what it's worth, John, John David Baker and Matt Maddox, uh, they were both at the um, the JUCO National Championship yeah, game the other night. So watching Ty Keys in addition to um, to the receiver and then also the uh, offensive lineman. Uh, so so I saw them on the sideline, and uh, Igo had tweeted a or posted on X a, a picture of the two of them on the sideline. Their uh, game was being played in Little Rock, Arkansas. Matt was watching the game, too. I remember, was it Tuesday night? I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about uh, those two teams. But, uh, yeah, so we need to get the offensive linemen here, uh, like whatever we have to do. I know, Matt, you said right before the show, uh, a little bit before the show in our green room, about getting some FCS uh, talented offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you guys think of this, but I, I really like the idea of kind of whatever like, it takes. Yeah, I mean, look at the top the top ten best teams in FCS. Look at their offensive linemen. Maybe some of those guys want to make a move and, and yeah, jump yeah. up in class a little bit. And you know, those are those guys are really good players. Like if you watch the games, the North Dakota. Um, oh yeah. You know the 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 Jackrabbits. You know those guys have really really good players. I mean, really impressive players. So I would try to look into some of those guys. JR says Charlotte's going after Keys as well. I think there's a lot of teams going after Ty Keys, and maybe it comes down to um, how much money with um, – I know stating the obvious for NIL for Ty Keys. I wouldn't think it would take a lot to get him. Um, I think it's going to come down to Ty. Uh, you know, I, know, I think his other offers are maybe Buffalo and Georgia State. But I think it's going to come down – and they don't quote me on those offers. So um, – I think it's going to come down if Ty thinks he's going to have an opportunity to start somewhere versus being a backup or competing for a starting job. So I, I think really that's what it's going to come down to with him. But um, guys, um, not the right things. Go, go ahead, Bob. Well, going back, going back to um, to Cameron Wright, uh, he's the he's the JUCO wide receiver. I was second guessing myself on his name because of Winston Wright Jr. But Cameron Wright, six three, two hundred and ten pounds. Um, once I tuned in, I did not see him make plays, but um, a fellow pirate that I talked to said that he did see Cameron Wright make some plays, very impressed with him in the first half. So that's another receiver to keep in mind. He He's not a commit. He's an offer, as is Ty Keys. He's on that, uh, on that team from uh, Mississippi. Junior College National Championship runner-ups. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, um, my, my beautiful and talented secretary here who keeps track of our bowl picks uh, wants to go to bed early. So if we could move along to the bowl picks, she would appreciate that. All right, let's do it. All right, Bubba. All right, just a moment. All right. Bubba's got a robot in the background. So, Kyle. Well, can I, you I, yeah, no. Yeah, just give me a moment, uh Riley's spending the night with a friend tonight, so I was dropping some stuff off. So I, I, I wasn't prepared to go to this this soon. Uh, just give me about five minutes. When I'm headed back to the house. 
Okay. All right. Uh, so, Kyle, uh, can you give us the rundown so far while we're uh, waiting on Bubba uh, to get Yeah. Home? Uh, right now, I have four. Uh, just to get spread, I have four correct. Uh, Dave has three correct. Stevie and Bubba have two correct. And Matt has one correct. Yeah, he's uh, in the portal right now. It's okay. Yeah. Matt, uh, Damn, that's the worst I've ever done. Man. Matt, 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 Matt right. We're going to bounce back tonight. Of, We're going to bounce back. Matt's going to transfer <laughs> out of here. Well, this is just, you know, this ain't even all the ball games we picked so far. This is just yeah. the ones that have been played up to date. No, I owe money for you. Well, Matt, Matt's in discussion <laughs> right now with the Boneyard podcast about transferring over there. Oh, I guarantee you, you oh, man. Well, we have a guy that uh, Stevie Fly, he's ready to go. So um, he's always ready. <laughs> Next man up, right, Matt? Yeah. That's right, man. That's you right. only as good as your backup. Man. Hey, I'm going to the crowd. <laughs> Look, and, and Shell chimes in on Facebook with the same point that uh, I was going to make, and Kate and Hauser taking on the same role that Holton Aylers did so well. You know, when when he was our quarterback. Um, you know, we, in addition to Holton showing Kate around, uh, you also have. Um, you also have Caton doing an excellent contact job on, yeah, on, on social media, contacting pirates, um, whether it's potential pirates or ones that have recently become pirates, or, in, or at least committed anyway, like Raheem Craig. Yeah, and that's what I talked about. We need to use players to recruit other players now more than ever. Um, I think in 2023 with the portal, I think if you're not utilizing your players to recruit other players, you're probably pretty stupid. And another thing, guys, is that um, with JDB, with John David Baker, there's a lot of players like uh, Hauser that are excited about the offense. I don't know if you guys heard that. And they're excited about the offense. And it's funny because, Matt, I want to ask you and Bubba, did you guys know – how much did you know, Matt, about – I'll ask you. I know Bubba knew a lot about East Carolina being that he was uh, – his family being East Carolina uh, grads and fans. How much did you know about East Carolina? Matt, I think what Dave was trying to ask you is how much did you know about East Carolina when you were being recruited? Yeah, he cut out there. Not much. I mean, growing up in New Jersey, you really didn't hear that much about East Carolina. I, you know, I started to hear more like right around those Peach Bowl years. Um, and the Peach Bowl team kind of put it on the map. But like before then, you really didn't hear much about East Carolina. So I, I found out a lot about, you know, when I when I came on a visit, learned about Greenville and I'm sure guys like Hauser, their eyes were were open big time when they came to visit over the weekend. They, I'm certain they weren't expecting that. Oh, they're hundred percent. I think they know that and so many people, just like what John David Baker said, this is an SEC atmosphere. Some of the fan base he was talking about with uh Dowdy Ficklin. Um, so with that, but what I, my point I was making is now you've got guys that they they already know about the offensive coordinators. They know about the offense where you guys didn't have the technology that they do now. Oh, yeah, and oh, right. social media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you can learn about a guy like John David Baker, read his bio, find out what he's going to run, know everything about it before you even consider making your visit. And Sup Dogs did a good job. It sounds like uh, waking oh, yeah, up. Oh like they were. They had a big, big deal with him. So, yeah, I don't know how much that worked though, because he's already he's uh, engaged. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it did help. Couldn't, couldn't hurt. 
I, I don't know what they did for him. I mean, I don't did they did they have like you know chicks or something? I mean, I, I, I thought they the had waitresses. Like a party. Yeah, the waitresses took a picture with him, and you know they said it had a good. I'm sure he still likes females. I mean, you know, he's rather, well, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and beer and sub crushes and all that crap. But uh, yeah, no, I, I get what I still get your point, but I'm sure he loved the attention. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure he loved people making a big deal over him. Manuel says, I think JDB will get uh, a few players as well. No doubt about that. And Shell has to be the negative Nelly. <laughs> I have to bring this up again, but any insight to the indoor practice facility? Well, it's the same old thing. We're stuck in the mud as far as uh, we're north of 15 million and we're stuck there. Build and it. Build it. If you build it, they will come. You know, they will come. 15 million. Build it. Just build the damn thing. Just yeah. cut cut calls to build it build it more uh, more cost effective. Just build it. I mean, and and I'm talking. You know, people say, "Well, he's talking out his ass. He don't know he ain't in construction. He's not in the administration." Yeah, but I know you can build things cheaper than that. And you, you know, if you're if you're sitting here telling me, if you mean to tell me, if you mean to sit here and tell me in my face that we cannot build an indoor practice facility, a decent indoor practice facility for fifteen million dollars, kiss Is my it- ass. Hey Stevie, didn't we didn't NC State build uh, theirs? Or I know that was years ago, but for around that price. I think so, but I mean, 15, 16 million, something around, it was something around that range, but you know, that, that's, oh God, how long ago has that been? Oh, yeah, like 15 still, years ago. I mean, come on. I mean, what, what all do you need? I mean, it is, it's, it's, I don't, I, I just, these construction I mean, calls, I mean, I, it's just ridiculous. I mean, we got a video game. There's going to be uh arcade. There's going to be uh indoor putt, putt. Uh, Apparently, if we got to have $23 million, they're going to go park track. And we'll have a damn you want to have all that, why don't you just charge people to come in and do, when they're not yeah, there? Yeah. I mean, have an indoor roller coaster. Yeah, Matt, what do you what do you think? I mean, you're a former player. Uh, I don't – that's not – but we all know deep down, too, that's not what's going to bring the players. What's going to bring the players is money, NIL. Of course. But we do need the – there's no doubt about it. I mean – you know, Montgomery had a rough <laughs> to say he had a rough time uh, here is an understatement, but I give him credit for the training table talking about that. And he preached about the indoor practice facility. I could definitely agree with him. There was nine practices in the fall of 2018 when we were first covering the Pirates uh, with this podcast. Um, and he talked about that nine practices they missed because they didn't have an indoor practice facility. Remember the that? The didn't practice anyway. <laughs> they they walkthroughs. Yeah, go ahead, Bubba. Yeah, along the lines of um, offensive linemen that we're considering, you know, obviously Pirate fans will remember in 2022 uh, the addition of Justin Red, who was his yeah. co- conference lineman of the year and uh, maybe a, maybe an All American, but um, you know he had that connection with Latrell Scott, former passing game coordinator uh, there at Norfolk State, so. Um, so now uh, we have Torricelli Simpkins, uh, Torricelli Simpkins, uh, offensive lineman of the year in in the MEAC from North Carolina Central, six five three three oh five. So he, right. when did he commit, uh, Bubba? I don't know that he has committed, but uh, he he's uh, he's someone we're in the running for if he, if not. Well, there you go. Thanks. Thanks to uh, thanks to Johnny Gardner for that heads up on Simpkins. Okay. Hey, uh, 
Matt, that's a, this is exactly what you're talking about. A guy that's the the best uh, O lineman in the MIAC, uh FCS, and he's uh, maybe he wants to move up. Yeah, well, we got a really good one a few years ago with Justin Red. Yeah, um, and, and you know I, that's a really good way for us to go. You know, I would definitely, I would, I would, I would explore every avenue when it comes to that. And those guys want to move up to the next level. So if you can recruit them hard, make a good pitch, maybe throw some cash at them, um, you have a good chance to get them. And and Matt, another thing is with you guys in the nineties, I know for sure we talk about it on the show. But you know that guy with Simpkins has got a chip on his shoulder because he feels like he he should have gotten a offer at uh, FBS and he well maybe he wanted to go to uh, Central I don't know but you would think that he would have a chip on his shoulder to play at this level. Yeah, well that's definitely a real thing. Like you get a lot of these guys that play in smaller conferences, like they want to show the world that they can play. Like any any legit competitor wants to do that. And uh, but then on the flip side, you get a lot of guys that played like, you know, in the SEC or the Big Ten that maybe think they're a little too good for the Americans. So they don't want to put in the work. So, like, you really have to evaluate, evaluate well and get to know the player, like what motivates them. But, uh, yeah, you can make a case, though, for both. I mean, we can find guys at that level and then we can find guys in the portal from the SEC and the Big Ten as well. And B. Pace, says Charlotte guy from Olympic High School, has an offer from Colorado State. Talking about Simpkins, oh, the kid, the offensive lineman. Okay. Oh, he's uh, well, okay. Uh, stay closer to home, son. That's a lot of bad weather out there in Colorado State. You don't want to go play in the snow. Um, <laughs> it snows an awful lot in Fort Collins, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's all I'll say. <laughs> and Stevie, I don't know. Stevie, you're a coach uh, and uh, a high school football coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the importance of the offensive line, and that's our weakest link, if you will. We've never been, we've never really been known for offensive line, um, but we desperately need one. If there's ever been a year that we need one, it's uh, coming up in 2024. Definitely, I mean, you, you, it, everything starts up front. I mean, you look at last year's team; we couldn't run the ball. Right. That made it harder for our quarterbacks. I mean, if you can't run the ball. And you can't set up play action. You can't uh, – I mean, you become one-dimensional, and, and that is something you do definitely do not want to as a, as a football team. Uh, my first year as a head coach, we had – you know, you have three offensive linemen in eight-man football. Right. And I had one guy – the smallest guy I had was 290. The other one was 320. The other one was 340. And then I had two big tight ends. And we just pretty much changed, flipped the whole script on eight-man football. We just went power with those guys up there. We just I had a big fullback. We ran right behind that line. I mean, you won't speed an eight-man, but we ran right behind that line. So, yeah, I mean, I think – and just like we said earlier, once you get these quarterbacks in, if you can get a decent offensive line in there that, that the running game can pick up, uh, pick up a few yards more carry – that sets up everything else. Like I said, it'll make it a whole lot easier on these quarterbacks. And then we get some wide receivers that won't catch the ball. It'll be great. But I think we really should – should, and I think Matt is the same way. We really need to pay close attention to that offensive line. Pace says that Central is a strong program the last couple of years, and they run a spread offense. So that would uh, help us right there, a, a, a player that um, – do we know uh, – 
Do we know how many years of eligibility he has? Believe uh, one, potentially two. Okay. Well, hey, at this rate right now, guys, with uh, free agency, I mean, that's what it is. That's all it is. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to remember a lot of names. Um, like the off season, we're just going to start learning yeah. names every year. And that's another thing. Uh, Houston's not in a situation where he can worry about how many years of eligibility people have. We've got to have a winning Right. Season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right now, it's go for broke. And uh, Manuel Paul says one. So I knew it was okay. one or two. I just didn't know. Well, hopefully we'll get him and we'll have him for that one year. Yeah. I, like I said, we can, you, and you look at it with uh, Winstead. Uh, he only had one season. Look at the numbers he put up. Oh, so, yeah. He made a huge impact in one year he was there. Yeah. <laughs> Those 50 50 balls, guys, you remember you just throw it up and Winstead nine times out of 10 would catch it, it seemed like. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but uh, what, as far as that goes, uh, we're looking forward to these. And if we have any more, Obviously, we'll put it out on social media. Uh, Bubba, are you ready for the bowl picks? Three minutes. You said three minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, three minutes. Okay. Three minutes to bowl picks. Three minutes to bowl picks. All right, still to come. <laughs> 120 seconds to go. Start counting now. Next up, the 180 seconds. The <laughs> old 180 seconds. You are correct. You are correct. Next up, we'll play the old Christmas favorite from John Denver. Oh, that's God. right. Uh, don't, Daddy, don't, don't, don't drink, get drunk and beat up my mom. This is like, hey, Matt, this is like, pardon the interruption. We're going to have on the left part of the screen all the topics we're going to talk about tonight. Well, can Where's we get to point? any of the topics before we do the bowl? Can, can we do Is anybody got any of their list? Where, Bubba, can you do any of your list while you're driving, or, or do we need to wait for all that? Listen, I have a list prepared. I got multiple lists. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Bubba, are you ready for any of that or not? I, I was just trying to walk inside my house and pull it up on my laptop. All right. Well, <laughs> do we want to go to bowl games or do we want to or do we want to go? Let's just do bowl games. Then Let's do bowl games because my okay. wife just said bowl games. She, yeah. uh, All right. Shell Powell says, as always, great show, guys. Mad, glad, uh, Matt, glad your phone is working again. Kind of. Randy is hungry, so you don't want to poke <laughs> the bear. <laughs> I'm hungry, too, man. I'm star. I might order a pizza just, just for the show here, you know? That sounds. That sounds Get a really good. Food. What's up, Shell? I definitely yeah, owe a phone call. I. By the way, Kyle, because of uh, us discussing, um, because of the, us discussing, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, I actually watched that the other night. Great movie. The original, movie. the black one. Yeah, the, that's the only yeah. one I watch. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Well, then the remake wasn't. It bad. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but, but it's not as good as the original. Right. So for me, every year, do you guys have a? I'm going to ask you this to set up while Bubba is uh, getting ready do you, for um, bowl picks. I will ask you guys this. We'll tease this later on. We're going to have our Christmas show that we do, annual Christmas show, where we talk about our top songs and least favorite songs and movies and stuff. But I do want to ask you, do you guys have like a go-to every year? Like for me, the kids. Yeah, but I think that'll give away our list. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just asking in general, like, do you, like for me, my routine, I'm not trying to give away my list. Um, like Frosty or different um, specials yeah, I, or movies. Yes, I, have, I have several, okay. but I think if I say them, it'll give no, away no, no, no. I just want to make sure that it, I that uh, yeah. I'm not alone there. Um, because no, yeah. well, there's some Christmas movies you just watch over and over. Just out correct. Of I watched one today that's on my list that I have to watch every year. See that I'm te- I'm setting it up. We're going to tease it so the people have to stay and find out. What is Kyle's favorite Christmas movie? And you don't have to say it, Kyle. I got 10 of them, baby. I got 10 of them. 10. All right. We did a top 10. Wow, Kyle, you went 10, huh? I did five. You said you said do top 10. 
Oh right, well, I can right. I can, I can went, add some I went more. Five, but I can go ten. I can the go other 10 day, you, Matt, Matt, go back and listen to. I did what you said. You said top ten favorite Christmas movies, top five <laughs> least favorite Christmas songs. All right, you, all right. Cool. I can do ten. That's, that's, I can that's add easy. five quickly, no problem. All right, and these are specials also, so you can count your Rudolph and your Frosty and your and your yeah. and your Disney uh, Christmas Carol and and uh, you know um, the Chippendale cool. Rescue Rangers or whatever the hell. <laughs> So, guys, I, I wanted to, uh, while we're waiting on, I know Bubba's going to come back in just a second. I wanted to get your overall thoughts. Uh, we're going to go back to, we're going to do first, for those watching and listening, we're going to do bull picks. We're going to recap that real quick. Um, what did you guys think about this past weekend? And then we're going to talk about um, Bubba will put up the picks in just a second. But what did you, overall, did you have any thoughts for this weekend? For the last uh I was doing a lot of Christmas shopping uh, yesterday, but I did, I did get to catch some stuff. The Appalachian State-Miami-Ohio game was yeah. an absolute mess. Uh, 12, 12 or 13 fumbles in that game. Um, Appalachian State just won because Miami kept turning the ball over every time they get in the midfield. Um, so that was a mess. Uh, great win by Jacksonville State over Louisiana in overtime. Um, and those are the two that really stood out to me. Uh, the, what about uh, the, uh, and I'll tell you what guys, the Ohio game, Ohio over Georgia Southern. That, that was game. surprising how, how one-sided it was. I didn't think it was that. Thank you, Kyle. I, I was, I'm glad you said that because I was watching that game. That was the one I watched the most of. And, uh, I was like, wow. I mean, we all I, picked Georgia Southern. Every one of us got, I wrong. know, I know. I felt bad because I look all of a sudden it seemed like. It seemed like they just put 17 points on the board really quick for that game. I was like, well, Georgia they, Southern they, did not play good football at the end of the year, and it, it continued in the bowl game. Well, that's Ohio had been so good defensively, and then Davis Brin for Georgia Southern, kind of like Kyle was saying, had been very turnover prone. Yeah. I, um, We obviously didn't put enough stock in that. I, I just thought – I thought it'd be a very close game. I thought uh, Georgia Southern would uh, find a way to to win a close one, uh, given that Ohio U was without their their quarterback. But uh, you know, when you when you turn it over five times, so uh, you probably are. It's almost amazing that it was forty one twenty one that that competitive. But hey, uh, hey Kyle um, and Bubba, do you remember um, the Independence Bowl when? Our buddy from Connecticut picked that team that he can't stand the politics of. Um, I was surprised by that one. That score. Um, I was kicking myself for that. One. <laughs> uh, I was surprised he picked Cal. Texas Tech. I did draft. Did not surprise me at all. Well, if you look at Cal down the stretch, they played well, and uh, but they were terrible last night. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So, uh, you know, they're back on my uh, number one hated school list. <laughs> right, well, I felt bad for you when I saw that score, Matt. I said. I'll give him a little bit of a jab, but I felt bad for you because I knew you were going, oh, my God, I hate those people out there. Guys, if we don't pick these ball games, my wife's going to leave me. Um, I, uh, right. So, we, um, we we last week, we picked the first 21 ball games up through the uh, 26th. We're going to start with December 27th, if you are ready, Bubba. Go for it. Yeah. I was getting back to too many tabs here. All right. All right. And, yeah, so at 2 o'clock on the 27th, uh, one of four games that day, you have the Virginia Tech Hokies. Strong finish to the season, taking on the Willie Fritzless. 
Tulane Green Wave and also Michael Prattless Tulane Green Wave. Uh, the, Hokies, the Hokies are a four and a half point favorite. Eight and a half. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Actually, uh, they're a they're a ten point favorite now. Oh my God! So it's gone up since since yeah. line since. Wow. Because of the Michael Pratt news. I guess I'm going to take the Hokies still, even at 10, without Pratt or Willie Fritz. Um, Virginia Tech played good football the end of the year. That is a big line to cover. Um, but without Willie Fritz, without Pratt, I, I do think the Hokies can cover the 10. But um, that's an iffy one. But I'm going to take the Hokies. All right. Here's uh, up next. Stevie? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. You know, it's a shame we have to, we have to ask that question before every – Every yeah. pick, but uh, yeah, I'll go Virginia Tech on that one too. Uh, I was gonna, I'm glad you guys told me that about Pratt. I uh, didn't know that. I'm gonna, I was leaning Tulane, that's where I was going, but I'm having to do an audible here. I'm gonna go Virginia Tech. How about you, Matt? Virginia Tech, all the way. Um, you know, no coach for Tulane, no quarterback now. Yeah. The Hokies will roll. Yeah, I felt, I felt better about it, like that, you know, in other words, uh, Tulane could pull it out, but not now. Bubba, what's your pick? Uh, my gut, in, my initial instinct was to go with Virginia Tech, but obviously uh, early in the season without Michael Pratt, Tulane was able to play Ole Miss very well with the backup quarterback. So I think Virginia Tech will win the game, but uh, I'll take the – the green wave plus ten. All right. All right. Next one. All right. All right. Next five thirty, right here, in our great state uh, in Charlotte. You have North Carolina taking on West Virginia, and that is West Virginia uh, minus ten. Uh, is Drake so, May in the game? This and this right. is uh, it's West Virginia minus six and a half. I yeah. got well. I got minus ten. Are you on my odd chart? Yep. And I, yeah, I, refre- I, re- I refresh my browser. Okay, so the lines come down. Interesting. Um, I'm taking North Carolina plus the uh, plus. You said six and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Correct. North Carolina plus the six and a half. And Drake <clears throat> Drake May is playing, guys. We know that. No, Drake May is not playing. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. Playing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Otherwise, the Tar Heels will be a favorite. Yeah, in my in my opinion. Yeah, guys, I'm going uh, as far as uh, I'm going. I'm going West Virginia on that one because no Drake. If it was Drake May, I would be um, Carolina. Ooh, this is a tough one. It is. I'll go. Uh, you know, I'll go with Dave on this. One. I'll go West Virginia. You know. I just, North Carolina right. wasn't that good with Drake May. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and uh Yeah. You know, I think I, I think the coaching staff there jumped the shark. So I'm going West Virginia. Let's go Nears. Bubba. Country Roads. John <laughs> <laughs> Denver all, all, all those Mountaineer fans. They taking that track down seventy seven hey. to uh to Bank of America Stadium, uh, we'll, we'll leave happy. Give hey, me, yeah, Matt. Give, Matt, give me Dad, the Dad's going to be drinking at Christmas, but it won't be because they lost the game. It'll be in celebratory, right? Matt? Uh, I think West Virginia's going to win it, but I'm That's taking right. the Tar Heels to cover the spread. 
Hmm. All right. What's all right. Up next, we have let's see Louisville, Louisville and USC. Yeah. Up next, we have Louisville and USC at eight o'clock, and uh, the the cards are seven and a half point favorite. And there there is no um, there is no Caleb Williams in this game for the yeah. trust. Yeah, I took yeah. I took I got Louisville minus the seven and a half. I'm Louisville, and we'll try to keep it where Kyle. Same here, Louisville. Kyle stays out of the doghouse, and we'll go f- uh, fast on every pick. My, my logic here was as 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 horrific as USC's been on defense. That uh, you know Jeff Brom, and then no Caleb Williams for Lincoln Rally to counter with. Yeah, uh, give give me the cards and go ahead, Matt. Yeah, USC is a soft football team. I like the way Louisville plays. They show up every week. Give me the cards. And, hey, they were in the championship game, right, so for ACC. So it's not like they were, you know, like an average or mediocre year. No, they're very good. Yeah. And that and that is a holiday bowl. So it would still uh, – it wouldn't stun me to see that one uh, have a decent number of points even without Caleb Williams. But I think the, the cards will definitely cover that seven and a half. And then uh, next up, we have a former conference matchup, Texas A&M taking on Oklahoma State. And in that one, uh, the the Aggies are a slight one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm, I don't see the name of the bowl game on, on these. Uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl. I think that's the one in, the, in, the, in Houston. Yeah, it is. Uh, Texas A&M, one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, give me Oklahoma State big. I'm going to go. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State plus one-and-a-half. Yeah, Cowboys. Not the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> you better watch when you say that tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll go in Oklahoma State. <sighs> tough Matt. one, tough one. Come on, Matt. You're – you. I'll, I'll go Aggies just to mix it up a little bit. How about that? All right. Going get to gray. And give me um, Mike Gundy. I'm, yeah, I'm I like a man. Him. I'm a man. I'm, what, about 55 40. now? He's not 40 now. No, he's yeah. about 55 is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah give, me, give me Gundy and the, the Cowboys. All right, next up. All right, going to – Thursday, December twenty eighth, uh, up in up Matt, in Matt. Next to the woods. Uh, yeah, um, a little bit north of Matt uh, in Boston, you have ACC bound SMU Mustangs taking on the Boston College Eagles. Uh, so uh, SMU is eleven point favorite in this one at Fenway Park. Yeah, I like SMU to cover. SMU. It would not surprise me if Boston College screws it up and makes that game closer <laughs> than than um than the eleven points, but I'm gonna take SMU to cover that eleven. SMU. What? Yeah. Give me give me the Mustangs as well. And Mustangs kind of atypically uh, play good defense this year. And um uh, with with their ability to run the ball in stop the run, play good D. Um, Boston College really struggled, really struggled at the end of the year offensively. So um, the weather is kind of the X factor there, but 
this SMU team's more built for bad weather than in <laughs> years years past. So give me um, SMU. Hey guys, Matt says that Boston College may opt out. <laughs> Good one, Matt. <laughs> Matt, 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 not- Matt, who you taking? That's a great great job there, Matt. Um, yeah, I love it. yeah I, Boston College is one of those weird teams. I can never figure them out. The line is up to eleven. Mm-hmm. Yep. What stadium is this game being played in? It's in Boston. It's Fenway. 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 Oh, jeez. I'm taking Boston College. SMU is going to win the game, but 11 is a lot of points for me, so I'll take BC to cover the spread. That's probably okay. a good pick, Matt, at home. Basically a home game for them. Yep. And I like the fact that SMU is coming up into a cold weather game. Yeah. It's not going to help them. Yeah, I'm so tempted to take BC also, but I'm, I've already made my pick, and I'm going to stick hey. with it. Hey, Matt, I was going to ask you that question, but I'm not changing. I agree, Kyle. I'm not changing my pick. The Stevie. Next, yeah, go I'm, going, uh, I'm going to go with Boston College. That's just 11 points. Yeah, I'm going to go with Boston College on that one. I got to make up some ground, too. <laughs> You're going for broke, right? Yeah. What do you have to lose? Uh, JR says, Boston College is weird. They're the only FBS team to wear New Balance shoes. That is very interesting. That was a very interesting fact. Johnny's the best, man. Both Johnnies are, uh, for sure. Let's see. Um, one of my favorite names for a bowl, guys, for a sponsor. New Balance shoes are way underrated, by the way. I love oh, them. They're great for running and walking, yeah, for sure. The, uh, they're wider to... cut. They're very comfortable. They are That's definitely my... wider cut. For somebody, what I don't like about New Balance, and we'll get back to the bowls, I have wide feet, but I prefer shoot leather sneakers like um, – uh, basketball type sneakers and most of new balance is mesh so yeah that's the only thing i don't like about them um but uh yeah you're right very wide cut hey bubbo next up we're going to go to the bronx right yep you have in the pinstripe bowl Rutgers taking on miami miami really played well to finish the year I'm playing up in the northeast and blowing out boston college is it still a pick them yep it's um <sighs> man it's Miami, um, yeah. It's still a pick'em. So yeah, give me the Canes with very little hesitation. Same. Give me Miami. It, d- despite the fact they are without Van Dyke, their quarterback, but um, the way they finished the year still gives me the Canes. Um, man, Rutgers seems like had some offensive woes. <sighs> what? And you said it's a pick'em game. Yes. Yep. All right, I'll be different. I'm going. Uh, I'll go Rutgers just to be different, just in case there is one where we I seem uh, we seem to be picking a lot of the same ones. Did you hear about uh, Shiano's contract? By the way, no. What about no. it? So this week he got a new contract. He's uh, his compensation beginning in twenty four is six point two five million. It's a two point two five million dollar increase in base salary according to USA Today salary figures. In fact, he collected a four million dollars. Ba- um, base salary from the university in each of the last uh, three seasons with a max bonus of $1.6 million, and it's a seven-year deal. Good to be Greg Keanu. Good to be Greg yeah. Well, I think – what do you guys think? I'll say this real quick and we'll move on. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, Shiano is a great fit for Rutgers, and uh, they, they're he's got it uh, moving back in the right direction. And um, uh, great, great coach, overpaid, but Rutgers sucks. He's probably doing the best he can. His wife's a pirate, so I like that about him. Um, good for Shiano. Yeah. All right. Shiano's a tremendous coach. He's one of the few guys that can win at Rutgers because he gets the culture there. 
Yeah. Tremendous coach. That's there's the only thing that gives there? me. Oh, there's a culture there, man. You oh, got to think man. about it from this perspective. Like, <laughs> I know you're joking around. I'm, but so think about uh, New Jersey. Matt's jersey's coming out. All the jerseys. Come. So listen, think <laughs> about it like this. All the athletes every year that leave New Jersey to go to schools like Notre Dame, you know, Penn State, there's tons of great athletes there. Right. If you can keep a few of them home, you have a chance. You're seeing that in basketball right now. Rutgers just brought in the number one basketball recruit in the country. I saw that. Um, so, Matt, so, you going to Rutgers? So, <laughs> but I'm still not going your heart, Rutgers. Your heart or your brain? Your brain or your heart? I'm still, I, you know. No, you know, I am going Rutgers. How about that? I'm going right, Seattle. I'm not alone. I'm not Let's alone. go New Jersey. All right. What pushed you over? What pushed you over the top, Matt? Was it Matt Redmond's post yeah, here? Uh, Redmond's never bet on New Jersey. I, I, I saw Matt Redmond's comment about my home state. I felt a little defensive, Matt. <laughs> so I'm going with the Fighting Shianos. All right. Hey, Matt. Matt what versus Matt. Pick Miami Rutgers. Miami. Matt. Yep. Well, Miami. He's going with a U. Do you? Next up, um, let's go down south to Orlando, Florida. Pop Tarts. Uh, believe it was the former Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. I think. Yeah. But um, the Pop Tarts Bowl. Um, you have the, the Wolfpack of NC State. Ranked 18th, taking on the 25th ranked Kansas State Wildcats. Um, I believe uh, Kansas State minus two and a half. Kansas State, yeah, but Kansas State minus their quarterback as well. I believe looks like he may end up being a quarterback for Lincoln Riley at USC. But uh, but yeah, Wildcats minus two and a half. Um, give give me K State. Yeah, I'm going to take K-State, too, even without their quarterback because I can't pick NC State. Um, although I did pick the Tar Heels. That's enough to make me nauseous. So, uh, yeah, I'll take K-State. I have to be the one. Man, why do I have to be the one? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going uh, – I knew about the quarterback for Kansas State, and I hate that it's probably going to – I'm going to vomit if uh, if I'm wrong on this one. I'm going NC State. Um, they have, they've only had two 10 win seasons in the history of their program. They're at nine wins right now. I just have a feeling and I'm not a state fan. So that's probably going to be the next thing. All the boards that are, <laughs> I'm not in the transfer portal. So you don't mean worry. you're going to vomit if you're right on this one. What's that? If they win? No, nah, he's picking NC state. So he wants them to win. Right. He- yeah. I'm just saying, I, I don't want them to win, but I just have a feeling they will. It's not what I want. Um, so I'm going NC State. I know, I know. I feel the. I feel like I have air conditioning on here in my room right now in the studio. <laughs> it doesn't feel good I'll right just, now. He said, "I'm gonna vomit if I'm wrong on this one." Right. So he, right. He, he, he's picking NC State, so he's gonna vomit if he's wrong. He picked them because I don't want. He I don't want, want to get them. it wrong. So he's right. Like, yeah. What he's saying makes sense. You're just you're just looking at it wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd, I'd be vomiting if I got it right. If I picked state, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew what you were saying, Bubba, but I knew what they were saying. saying too. Like, oh my god! I, like, I want to pick K State so bad, but I just have a feeling, and I, I want to win, and I want to win. I'm competitive, you know. what I'm saying like we got this pick, but I didn't think I would be in second place behind Kyle. I thought I'd be dead last, so I'm I'm surprised. Early, uh, so far, so good. Matt, who you got? Oh, you go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. 
Go ahead, Stevie. I'm still thinking about it. So no quarterback for K State, right? That's now they yes. have a quarterback, just not their starter. That, not that's where starter. this gets tough. All these games are missing quarterbacks. Exactly. That's exactly, Matt. I, I I'm gonna have to go with Dave on this one. Dave, I'll 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 take I'll oh, take yeah. with you up here. I mean, my real my, friend Stevie is my real friend. I won't be alone. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback <laughs> out, and you know, NC State's had a pretty good defense. I mean, it, I, I'll give them credit. They beat Carolina. Yeah, uh, I I'm gonna go with State NC State on this one. Hey, for what it for what it's worth, Matt uh, Avery Johnson. I'm I'm assuming will be the quarterback for K State. Um, haven't confirmed that, but uh, you know, he has gone 23 out of 35 this year in in relief. Uh, so so they're they're. Uh, not a major drop off. They're not. Yeah, they're a little capable there. Matt, yeah. their money on the line. Who's your pick? I think I think K State is is the better overall team. So I guess I'll take a chance with that backup quarterback and go K State. All right. So, and next up, in the final game on Thursday, December twenty eighth, top fifteen matchup, um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Was just lights out, you know, very good down the stretch. Um, and the Wildcats are taking on number 12, Oklahoma. And this is the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Crazy games, uh, a lot of great games taking place in the Alamo Dome down through the years. Uh, the Wildcats are a three point favorite. Um, Dylan Gabriel, uh, as most folks know, has moved on to Oregon. So, uh, so, yeah. so give give me Arizona to cover the three. That's what I'm going, Bubba. I'll make it uh, make it quick uh, because of Dylan Gabriel. I'm going Arizona for the points. Okay, since I'm really saying anything, I'll go. I'll go Arizona as well. Push comes to shove. Oklahoma still has better talent. They're going to have a month to prepare for this game. Give me the Sooners. All right. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma uh, also to pull off the uh, mild upset of Arizona. Moving on to Friday, December 29th, uh, first game of the day. Noon kickoff, the Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville. Love it. Uh, game broadcast on ESPN. You have 22nd-ranked Clemson, 8-4, and four, taking on 7-5. and five. Kentucky, you know, Kentucky after struggling the second half of the year, you know, put it together in that regular season finale against Louisville, uh, win it, winning, I think, 38-31 at Louisville. And uh, in this one, uh, you have Clemson minus four and a half. Uh, so I'll go ahead is, and start. Go ahead, Dave. This is one that, guys, this is one when I saw the matchup that you know, even before the point spreads, I was struggling with. But I've the more I think about it, I'm leaning, I'm leaning Kentucky. Um, so I'll take Kentucky. Yeah, I I uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, two very good coaching staffs. Yep. I um I think I think Clemson. I think they both have a lot to prove. I think Clemson. I think Clemson probably has higher expectations than Kentucky, but I think both teams have a lot to prove. Both underachieved this year. Um, so, but I'm going to take Clemson, um, but it's going to be a very good game. Maybe one of the best games of the bowl season. I agree, Kyle. 
just uh, off the top of my head, I think this may be the first time that these programs have met since back in 93 when when uh, Bill wow. Curry led, led Kentucky to the Peach Bowl against Clemson. But, uh, and again, this one is in the Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville. I will – won't shot me if Clemson wins the game, but I, I, I like Kyle. I uh, think this yeah. will be a very, very competitive one. So, give me Kentucky plus four and a half. Kentucky's disappointed me all year. Um, they didn't show up in a lot of games when they should have. Yes, they beat Louisville, but that's an in-state rivalry. Right. So, you, know, you, almost, yeah. you almost throw it out. You almost throw it out. So, from a betting perspective. But, uh, you know, with that said, Clemson, again, Clemson has better talent. Dabo is going to have them ready to go. Coach. The Tigers. Yeah, I think Clemson's going to win, but as far as points, uh, just – the four and a half seems, even though it's four and a half, it seems like it's a little bit more. I don't know about you guys. Steve, you would I'm going Clemson. Making it quick. I'll go Clemson. Yeah. Hey, uh, Kyle, I love the next the next title sponsor for the Sun Bowl. All right. So, the yeah, Tony yeah, the Tiger Sun Bowl? Yeah. Tony the Tiger. <laughs> you have the 19th ranked Beavers and um, DJU. DJ Uyunglele is in the portal uh, once again. Um, but you have the, again, the 19th ranked Beavers taking on 16th ranked Notre Dame uh, down in El Paso. Uh, and Notre Dame is a six point favorite. Um, Guys, I'm going to go first on this one. How about that? Oh. To quote the great Leslie Nielsen. Nice. nice beaver. Thanks. <laughs> I just had it stuffed. <laughs> I'm going to South Bend on this one. <laughs> you, you, you're going with the flap. You're going with the South Bend uh, shovel, shovel slayers. I am. Give me I the Irish believe. on this one. Hey, yeah. I want to go next. Say that out of my breath, Matt. Hey. When I... <laughs> hey, hey, Stevie. I'm I, also I taking going... Notre Dame minus six. I, I was going next, but I can't. That's a hard act to follow. I'll let you be the sacrificial lamb. Give me Notre Dame. Give me Notre Dame. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm mad. That was the line of the night. I can't top it. I'm just going to say Notre Dame to save time. Bubba, what do you think? Give me uh, Marcus Freeman and the Irish. You know, I knew if I didn't go first, Kyle was going to jump in and steal that line. <laughs> I knew he had it ready. I don't think he did. I, actually, he did I like my South Bend Shovel Slayers line better because of the topic coming up later. Later. <laughs> All right. You, you know where that line's from, Matt, right? The South Bend Shovel Slayers? Say it again. South Bend Shovel Slayers. South Bend? I don't know if I know that. I will, I'll tell you later when we get to the topic. All right. Stevie knows? I don't know it myself. Oh, God. You guys. All right. All right. Next Liberty, bowl game, Bubba. Liberty Bowl. Yep, Liberty Bowl. The Memphis Tigers, uh, Silverfields uh, Club is playing at home uh, against the Iowa State Cyclones. Matt Campbell did a tremendous job with them. Uh, down down the – well, I say that. Uh, two and two, but uh, winning five out of their last seven. So, uh, they they really surprised some folks in Big 12 play. Eight and a half to one. Yeah, so so I I would state. Uh, hold on. Okay, 
yeah, because on my app we had it at nine and a half. Uh, but still, it I think at home give give me Memphis. I think Iowa State will probably win, but give me the Tigers. So you want the Tigers plus eight and a half? Correct. Same. That's my that was my pick. Same. Memphis with the points. What do you think, Matt? I think Memphis can score. Their defense yep. isn't so great, but they can definitely score. So I expect a little bit of a shootout here. Um, give me, give me the Memphis Tigers to cover. Give, give me Iowa State in a blowout. Actually, I don't care if it's in Memphis or not. I've been impressed with Memphis all year, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, no, give me Iowa State uh, minus the eight and a half. All right, all right. I'll go Iowa State. Next up, uh, final game on the 29th, uh, you have the Cotton Bowl. Uh, the, <clears throat> the ninth-ranked Missouri Tigers taking on number seven, Ohio State. This is a 8 p.m. kickoff on ESPN, and it is Mizzou minus two and a half. Yeah, Mizzou minus two and a half in the Cotton-Hitty Ninny Mungins Cotton Bowl. Um, that's another line from a Christmas movie. Um, who the hell is playing in that? I was so focused on my line. Missouri uh, and Ohio State. Thank you. Uh, you got Missouri uh, minus two and a half, actually. In that. Why are they favored over Ohio State? Because McCord is not playing. He hit the transfer portal. Yeah. Man, yeah. You have a backup quarterback. Uh, Missouri's been pretty good this year, too. You know, yeah. and I got Ohio State written down. I'm, I got, I got a, I'm taking Ohio State plus two and a half, but you know what? For my boy David Blackwell, I'm changing that pick. Give me Missouri minus two and a half. I'm going, uh, guys. This was another one that, it, when I saw that he hit the transfer portal, I completely changed. I had in mind I was going to take Ohio State with a safe bet. I'm going, um, but without McCord, I'm going Missouri for the points. Ohio State's in a little bit of disarray right now. The fan base is starting to turn on the coach because of consecutive losses to Michigan. You had the quarterback at the portal. A lot of guys are hitting the portal. I don't yeah. know how prepared they're going to be for this game. Again, and Mizzou's a team that's got it going in the right direction. So I think they're going to be a little more focused. I'm going to take the Tigers. Yeah, I'm going with Corey on this one too. Bob, are you going to be the one that takes the Buckeyes? I actually did in my contest. Uh, I'm trying to remember if that was prior to the McCord new. Uh, I picked Ohio State in the in the contest. Yeah, uh, but that was before McCord. Yeah, uh, I think there was a couple of days we had to have our picks in before McCord. Before, was it yesterday or date with? Or I'd already turned in my picks. Yeah, give give me Mizzou. All right. All right, next game. Very important bowl, the Peach Bowl. Yeah, um, you have John David Baker and number 11 Ole Miss taking on 10th-ranked Penn State down in Atlanta. And in that one, you have Ole Miss, um, plus, well, Penn State minus three and a half, Ole Miss plus three and a half. So uh, give give me the, the ribs, I'll. I'll go, yeah. I'll go with the boys from the SIP. I'm also going with the Rebels and JDB uh, plus three and a half. 
Well, <clears throat> there's no way Ole Miss is winning this game, guys. I'm um, going, yeah. Very confident Penn State's defense is going to lock them up. Uh, give me the Nittany Lions to get it done. This was another one that bothered me when JDB was named the boss offensive coordinator, guys, because I'm going – I'm not a Big Ten guy, even though Matt is. I'm going Penn State. Yep, I'm going Nittany Lions. I, I, I haven't seen Penn State win a big game um, since uh, Homie has been there. So, um, from Vandy, I can't think of his name right now. James Franklin. Uh, yeah, Franklin. Uh, so, uh, we'll see. All right, brother. Speaking of Nashville, uh, next up is the Music City Bowl. Uh, two o'clock kickoff. Uh, you have Auburn taking on uh, Mike Loxley's Maryland Terrapins. Uh, this is on <laughs> – this is on uh, ABC, uh, and in this one you have uh, Auburn is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish, finish your thought, Bob. Uh, after the disappointment in the Orange Bowl, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Uh, but but I'll still stick with Hugh Freeze and the, the Tigers. I'm taking Auburn. Yeah, I'm taking Auburn too. Yeah, I can't. I wouldn't pick Maryland to <laughs> yeah, give, give me Auburn. Took minus two and a half. Yeah, give me Auburn too. What do you think, Matt? <sighs> it's a tough Big Ten one. guy. Yeah, Big two, two Big really, ten. really bizarre teams here. Like, what a swing! I know you guys want me to get through this quick, but I got to just add some color to this one. What a swing. Auburn gets their brains beat out at home to New Mexico State and then comes right. back and should have beat Alabama. They had Fourth down to 31. Uh, yep. They chose to rush three and drop eight and give the quarterback an eternity to throw that ball to the back of the end zone, and they lost. So really tough team. And then you look at Maryland. I mean, they almost beat Michigan. You know, they, they've had some good wins. Then they get blown out at Penn State. It's a weird game. Yeah. but. I'm I'm just gonna go. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Give me uh, give me Auburn. Maybe they just got so uh, humiliated against New Mexico State that they're ready to play. Yeah, that result on that that you reference in in the Iron Bowl, that 31 yard or whatever it was, 36 yard touchdown pass on the next to last play of the game. That's probably the the worst play in Florida State football history. You know, you know, Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Florida yeah, State fans good. are probably hoping Maryland beats Auburn's brains in, but no. Speaking um, of Florida State, yeah. Speaking of Florida State, good unintentional nice seg- segue there. Uh, the, the fifth ranked thirteen and zero Seminoles taking on twelve and one Georgia. Uh, the dogs, kind of, um, on one hand. You know, you know, kind of, uh, it was laughable that they dropped from one to six after that loss to Alabama. But the dogs, um, last time I'd seen it was minus 14, and that's where it still is. That's a four o'clock kickoff. And, uh, give me Florida State still without their quarterback, Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Jordan Travis is definitely, definitely out, uh, for the whole year. Yeah. He's, he's out for a while. Um, uh, but, uh, but, uh, Georgia will, I think cover that. I agree. I'm thinking Georgia minus 14. Yeah, give me Georgia. Man, 
I'm going to Georgia, <sighs> but it just feels like this is another one, guys. It feels like I, I Matt, do I'm it, do it, Dave. Take Florida State. Okay, I'll take Florida State. <laughs> just for I tell you why I'm, I'm picking. I think that Georgia. I I think they have nothing to prove, and I think Florida State's going to come out there and make it more of a game than I, I think Georgia wins it, but I don't think the 14 is kind of strong for me. I know they don't have. I understand about the quarterback and all that, but what do you think, Matt? Like you're saying, Florida Florida State's defense um, is capable of uh, keeping it semi-competitive, and uh, and honestly, this this is one of those times. More often, generally speaking, I would want Georgia to win, but under the circumstances, right. uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't break my heart to, uh, if I got this pick wrong and Florida State pulled the pulled the upset, uh, which nobody's nobody's expecting, but definitely going with the dogs here. Matt, yeah, Florida State's been disrespected. I think they're gonna the coach is gonna have the players' attention. Even without Jordan Travis, big win at Florida in a rivalry game. Then they beat Louisville, hold them to six points. It's going to be a really uh, tough game. I think Georgia will win, but I think Florida State's going to come to play, and uh, I think they'll cover the spread. That's that's what I think, too. The 14 is what I have a problem with. All right. The next All one. Right. <laughs> next up is the Arizona Bowl. Uh, you have Wyoming. Wyoming taking on – Toledo, and uh, that that one that one is taking place at uh, Arizona Stadium in Tucson. Um, and get this, this this one's televised on Barstool. <laughs> it's also being televised on television, uh, Bubba. They've just signed the deal. It's going to be simulcast on the CW. Okay, uh, had not seen that. Appreciate you chiming in with that. But the, the Cowboys are a three point favorite. And they, uh, I believe, Toledo, Toledo's quarterback, uh, very good and has entered the portal. Wyoming trying to, uh, to send Craig Bowl, their legendary coach uh, from North Dakota State, that's done a nice job over the last decade or so there in, in uh, Laramie, out of winter, and uh, get, give me Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming big. Uh, I think three isn't even big enough. Um, I know Toledo's good, but. I think Wyoming's so well coached. Craig Moore's yep. retiring. Yeah, give me Wyoming minus three. Yeah, I'll take Wyoming. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Matt. <laughs> I guess just because of the quarterback situation, uh, Toledo is always a competitive team. I, I yeah. Give me Wyoming. Moving to New Year's Day, um, first game of 2024, uh, you have 13th-ranked LSU in the ReliaQuest Bowl taking on Luke Fickle, Dave's favorite coach, and the Wisconsin yep. Badgers. This is uh, this is down, of course, at, at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, the Outback Bowl, it will forever be. Yeah, the former uh, Outback Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but this one's uh, again uh, a noon kickoff on ESPN two. Get give me LSU, and uh, they are, uh, I think is it still eight and a half? I'm checking. Eight is eight. It's now LSU minus eight. Yeah, I know Matt's gonna be mad at me for uh, going against the Big Ten, but uh, I'm going LSU. 
speed kills, Southern speed, LSU minus eight. I got LSU. What about that city speed? They got they got speed. They got cities in the south. Wisconsin's a fraud team this year. Yeah. Normally they're normally they're very good. Not this year. Right. Give me LSU to get it done. All right. Fiesta Bowl. Liberty Flames and Oregon Ducks in Glendale, Arizona. Or no, actually, what an opportunity. Yeah. Oregon yep. is a 17 and a half point favorite. Yeah, give give me Liberty. Liberty. Give me death. You know, <laughs> I, 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 well, I hope you don't die. I, uh, well done. Well played, I, sir. Yeah, that was great. That was great, Bubba. I, 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 uh, the points. I looked at this one a lot. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Oregon covers it, but Liberty's going to be fired up. Oregon ain't. I do think Oregon wins, but I'm going to take Liberty in the points also. Yeah. And Oregon, Oregon is, uh, of course, very good defensively, but at the same time, I'm interested to see that matchup between Jamie Chadwell and the Flames' offensive attack and in the Ducks. That that's my logic behind taking uh, Liberty in the points. I'm just going. I'm just going with who's fired. I do think Oregon will. I do think me too. But me too, Kyle. I think Liberty is going to be playing out of their mind. So you're taking Liberty also, Dave? Yeah. I think Oregon wins, but uh, I, I'm going to take a chance. I say Liberty covers. Yeah, 17 is kind of strong. 17 and a half. Yeah. 17 and a half, sorry. Yep. Chadwell in his first year, guys, at Liberty. Yep. Yep. You know, I know a lot of coaches in their fifth year that don't have an offense like this. So I'll take Liberty <laughs> to cover that spread. Oh, man, there's been some pretty great lines tonight. All right, do we have everybody picking? Pick that one? Yeah, we all surprisingly took Liberty. Guys, the next, uh, I will say this really fast, the next title sponsor, I know you need a title sponsor, but it just doesn't make sense to me. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me, but it's great to have their money. Yeah. So you, you have 17th ranked Iowa is somehow – you know, despite their miserable offense, which which at least in some statistical categories ranked last nationally, um, they won ten games. Obviously, played Michigan in the the Big Ten championship game. They're taking on twenty first ranked Tennessee and the Vols eight and four. And uh, in this one, you have the Vols are an eight and a half point favorites. Uh, Mm. Go, this go is ahead. another one. Go ahead, and Dave. For me, this is a really hard one because uh, Tennessee hasn't been the Tennessee like I thought they would. They've been a disappointment to me this year. Um, I'm going to I'm going out of a limb here. I'm going to take. I think the Iowa defense is better than the Tennessee Tennessee offense. Think? What? I was supposed to have that muted. I was relaying your pick to Jessica. Go oh. ahead. I'm going to take – I think Tennessee wins the game, but I'm going Iowa with the points. I think it's going to be a lot closer than, than people think because of their yeah, defense. Gonna, and Tennessee struggled with their offensively. I, I didn't see that coming this year. I, Iowa's defense was really good, but they have absolutely no offense at all. 
Um, I don't know that anybody can completely shut down Tennessee's offense. Um, It was a tough one. I I, I don't – I, uh, I'm going to take Tennessee minus the eight and a half, but I really don't want to. Kyle's logic is also my logic. Uh, so won't reiterate that. Uh, but you know, when you have, uh, I was struggling so much offensively. You have, I mean, they, Tennessee has the ability to win 10, nothing or 20 to 10 or something of that nature. So, um, give me the balls. I think, I think it'll be competitive, but I, I don't, I just don't have any, any confidence in Iowa to score enough to uh, to feel confident about taking them. Yeah, I'll go Tennessee as well. Same, same here. I mean, same, same thoughts as Bubba. Close game. Iowa maybe gets one late to cover the, or, or excuse me, Tennessee maybe gets one late to cover the spread. So I'll take the balls. They're going to struggle though. Yep. <sighs> Next right. up. Let's go to um, out to Pasadena to the Rose Bowl. First college football playoff semifinal. You have Michigan, um, obviously 13-0. Alabama after that early season, I guess, week two loss to Texas. Uh, or perhaps was that was that the season opener? But at any rate, the what a coaching job by Nick Saban to uh, do what he did with this team. Probably one of his best, perhaps the best coaching job, twelve and one. Um, and let's see the line in this one: the, the Wolverines minus one and a half. Give me Alabama. Uh, I just, I, I just think, I just think uh, they're peaking right now, and I think, I think the Tide is going to win it. See, I, I. I always pick Nick Saban. I always go with Nick Saban this year. I'm not picking Nick Saban. I'm going Michigan. I think this is Michigan's year. I just have a – I want to pick Alabama so bad because I always pick Alabama every year um, here in the playoff because you shouldn't go against uh, Nick Saban. So I'm going against the grain. I'm going to take Michigan. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I. I you know, for me, I, I really – Alabama, watching them against Georgia, they were – they were better in the trenches than Georgia, which really surprised me. Yeah. And uh, like I think Bubba mentioned, they're peaking at the right time. Um, I, I like Alabama. I really do. And Michigan has a terrible track record against the SEC in big games. They do. So I'm just going- <laughs> they're going to have to show me before I can pick them. I know I get, I get the logic behind your pick, Dave, but I'm just going to go with uh, the Crimson Tide. And also, yeah. of note, also of note, uh, Nick Saban just hired former Michigan staffer yeah. from from the last two years. Yeah. yeah, I'm so sick of Alabama. I don't know what to do, so I'm taking Michigan just because I hate Alabama. <laughs> All right, Kyle is joining me. All right, All I right. thought Matt was going to join me. I'm gonna uh, after seeing Michigan's team reaction after when they it was announced that Alabama was playing them. I think that was pretty much a nail in the coffin. I'm picking Alabama. They were they they just let out this big like oh my god we got to play Alabama. I mean you don't do that especially especially not when there's a freaking camera on you. You, you just gave you just gave Alabama like 
extreme like they needed it reverse psychology steve yeah. reverse psychology yeah i don't think that was underdog I, between the underdogs uh, i had a team i announced the schedule to and we played like the defending state champions on the road the first game of the year as soon as i said it the whole team just went like <sighs> and we ended up winning that game i mean it, it, but i was like why are y'all so freaking scared of somebody you go act like that 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 just ticks me off. When I see something like that, that just really ticks me off. All right. All right. My is, every, tonight. is everybody made their pick yet? Or yep. I think. Bubba, did you make yours? Okay. Yeah, I said. All, all right, cool. All right. I said the sugar bowl. One game left. And yep. In the second semifinal, you have down at the Caesars Superdome, eight forty-five kickoff on ESPN. The second-ranked Washington Huskies, 13-0, taking on 12-1 and Texas. And lone loss coming in the Red River shootout uh, against Oklahoma. And uh, what a job by, by Sark. So, um, but Washington, um, or Texas rather, you know, is a four-point favorite. Uh, give me the purple and gold of the Washington Huskies. Um, this is this is a tremendous uh, rematch of last year's Alamo Bowl, uh, which Washington won twenty-seven to twenty. I'm so um, yeah, I'm going, big. I'm going Washington. They want Washington. Yep. I think that Texas Texas got there, but they finally got there to the playoff. But for me, um, I don't know about you guys, uh, Matt, with the Pac-12 with Washington. They're, they've been – to me, Washington is one of the sneaky teams. They've been under the radar. Not enough people. Everybody's talking Texas, 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 Texas. They beat Alabama. Well, Washington is a really good football team, and Texas better be ready. That's all I'm saying. No doubt about it. Really good football team. Well-coached. Great quarterback. Uh, they beat Oregon twice, which is impressive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but a not-so-fast special here, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, so fast, Stevie. Not so fast, my friend. I, I tell you, you, you look at Texas, man. They're battle tested. I think they they played better competition. Um, big wins over Alabama, obviously, but they beat Texas Tech fifty-seven to seven, only yeah, a few weeks that. ago. Yeah, I mean that's impressive. Then they smoked Oklahoma State forty-nine to twenty. Yeah, give me Texas, man. I think uh, by probably ten or more. They did lose to Oklahoma, Stevie. Did you pick? Yep. I'm going Washington. Mm. Stevie reversed the not so fast. I just can't see Sarkeesian losing to Washington in a playoff game. He might drive him to drinking. I'm telling you, Washington. (laughs) Man, tonight has been the show of line one liners. That was a great uh, one, Kyle. Obviously, the program that he was head coach of prior to going to, to USC. That's correct. And, he, and he's a known alcoholic. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, the, uh, that's what the line was about. Um, uh, all right. So we're done with Pickham. Um, now yeah. we're on the national championship. No, we can't do that yet because we don't know who's in it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, guys, we got Christmas topics. We promise this is a Christmas special. We won't take all day on these. Where do we want to start? Music. Music. We're gonna do top five favorite Christmas songs. Then to start with, did everybody do favorite and least favorite? I didn't do least favorite, but I'll I can chime in on that. 
I did five? least favorite. You didn't do favorite. <laughs> did not do favorite, but that's well, all right. Damn. I'll tell you what, we'll partner up, Matt. You do the least okay, favorite. Okay, so we'll, yeah. All right, well, we're going to start off with favorite for me. And uh, Bubba, you did favorite and least favorite. Stevie also? Yeah. No, no I, just, I just did favorite. Okay, well, we're going to go favorite to start with. All right, so my top five favorite Christmas songs. Here you go. All right, at number five, I got a tie. Oh, oh. Holy Night, the John Barry version. Oh, that's a good one. Tied with Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. Number four. <laughs> number four, Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses is a great song. That's really a good song. I, I, heard one. I was three on the lap, and my daughter was playing it in the car this week. She was like, oh, this is my favorite Christmas song of all time. Your daughter's got great taste. Um, number four, Pretty Paper, uh, Willie Nelson version. Randy Travis version, Pretty Paper, very underrated Christmas song. What about Roy, Roy Orbison? Be great. Any version of Pretty Paper is good. That no, is a great song. Very underrated Christmas song. Number three, Silver Bells, preferably the Ricky Van Shelton version or the Neil Diamond version. Um, Silver Bells, fantastic. Number two, Merry Christmas from the Family. That can be the Montgomery Gentry version or the Robert O'Keefe version. If you've never heard Merry Christmas from the Family, I have. give it a listen. Fantastic. And my number one Christmas song, is any good Southern boy should have as our number one Christmas song is Alabama's Christmas. I knew you were going. Christmas and Dixie. All right. Bubba, top five favorite Christmas song. Good job with that, Kyle. Good job. Thank you. I, I was having trouble narrowing it down to particular songs. Uh, definitely, definitely could have, but I, I just. For sake of time, I went with uh, top five Christmas albums, and not necessarily any particular order here. Well, albums, uh, I, albums, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I would, I would say, uh, Alan Jackson and his Christmas songs would probably be number He's one. He's got two Christmas albums, Matt. Uh, 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 Bubba, so you're you're including both of them. Yeah, I, he I has just, "Let There Be Christmas" and "Honky Talk Christmas." Yeah, I'd say. I think it, it's the Let It Be Christmas is the one I'll probably listen to the most, but I've definitely heard both. You know, Alabama's right there close as well, but I, I, with with them, um, while it is the album, it's largely Christmas and Dixie that you reference, and then also um, also Faith Hill, then then um, kind of a, going to a different genre, Frank Sinatra. And then, and then also, uh, boys to men. Those five. Okay, wow, I, like, right. I like the Sinatra with well, the albums yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I grew I grew up with the Frank Sinatra fanatic. My my dad. Uh, so uh, I have it. Oh, Gary. I have it naturally in my blood. If I had oh, a dollar. Oh, okay. I'm gonna bring something up, and then we're gonna get back. I had to a, the, if I had a dollar for every time my dad's sung Frank Sinatra, uh, I would be a wealthy man. <laughs> I'm gonna bring wow. something up, then we'll get back to the list here since he brought up Frank Sinatra. The the debate of his Die Hard or Christmas movie. Fun fact: Did you guys realize <laughs> Die Hard is a sequel to a 1970 yes. Frank Sinatra movie? That Frank Sinatra played the character of um, okay, um, John um, John McClane. John McClane. And, yeah. and, uh, that was a, that was a sequel to a Frank Sinatra movie. Did you Dave realize that any of the rest of you? I I, I tell did. you I tell you how I knew it, guys. Is that um, what's the name, Kyle? What's the name of that uh, documentary? The movies that made us. I have no idea. Okay, it's sure. the movies that made us on Netflix. It's awesome, guys. If you haven't, you know, I'm a documentary guy, but it's really cool. They've got like three seasons out, 
Um, but Die Hard is one of them, and I love Die Hard. It's not a Christmas movie, but I still love it, and they uh, that's the only reason I knew, Kyle. All right, Stevie, your your uh, your top five favorites. All right, so this is going to be a varied list around here. So what? This is going to get a little mushy too. Grown up Christmas list. That's Amy Grant. I like that. No more lives torn apart. Yet wars would never start. Jeez. Time would heal all pain. Everyone would have a friend, and right would always win. Hey, Stevie, you have a right to transfer that that song uh, into the portal for another one. (laughs) Evidently, evidently, he's a fan of that song too. Uh, I love you, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, you probably know this one too. Well, this might be a little bit before your time. Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Oh man, it's that Christmas is time in Hollis, Queens. Mama cooking collars in turn up. No wait. Mama's cooking chitlins in turn up greens. Something like that. Right. I got it pretty close. Yeah, yeah, you, you're doing pretty good. Then uh, this is nostalgia, really. My mom used to play this all the time. Rocking around a Christmas tree, Brenda Lee. Number Christmas. one song in America last yeah. week after sixty yeah. years. Exactly. Great song. And then uh, and so number one in her seventies. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Blue Christmas. It could be the Elvis version or the uh, Porky famous Pig. Porky Pig version. Uh, blue, 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 blue. The guy, the guy in the background laughing makes it so much. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. And then the Vince Guaraldi trio, the old Tannenbaum with from Charlie Brown. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you hear that stuff like that, the Charlie, any of the Charlie Brown music. From the Christmas show is, is some of my favorite. Linus and Lucy, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. If we did albums, that would be in my top five. So, but we're not doing albums. All right, Matt or Dave, you did favorite. I did favorite. All right, uh, we're Dave favorites because Matt did least favorite, and I get my least favorite also. Dave all right, I'll, I'll do it real quick. So number five, I have. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Boss. Hey, uh, Matt Semenza um, from Freehold, New Jersey. And I love his version, the live version of uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I got that number five. Um, number four, I have, uh, I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit, Stevie, Santa there. Claus coming to town. Oh, Santa Claus coming to town. Oh, Santa Claus coming to town. Okay, go ahead. I had number four, I had Blue Christmas. I love Elvis, so I had to throw an Elvis one in there. Um, <laughs> number three, I have to go... Uh, Matt, I have to. Uh, I love the crooners, um, and I love one of my favorites is Nat King Cole. I got to do the Christmas song. That is one of my all-time Great favorites. Song. That Great is song. he mispronounces something in that song, and I cannot remember what it is. Mel Torme, Mel Torme wrote that song beside a pool in July. I think it was in Beverly Hills. But I mean, it's just amazing how he could write that song. What and, is it that he mispronounces in that song? There's a word in that song he says like completely wrong. Oh, I don't know. I, I have to listen to it. What song was it again, Dave? My brain's not working. Uh, the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Chestnuts. Is it fire? Choir. Choir. Oh, yeah, choir. It's when he says choir. He says he says choir like qual, qual. Songs Michael. being sung by a qual. <laughs> and folks dressed up like uh, a all right, yeah. five, number yeah, two, number two. It's overplayed. I admit it's overplayed. 
but I've been singing it a lot the last few years since he died. Um, Wham! Last Christmas. I, I, oh my God, it's like so catchy. I'm like, it's a guilty pleasure. And number one. <laughs> and number one, Feliz Navidad, Jose Feliciano is my number one. Feliz Navidad. It makes me happy. You can hear that song. Oh, great. Yeah, I used to get up and run around to that song when I was a teenager. I love it. All right. All right, Matt, your top five least favorite Christmas songs. I think this is yeah. great. Yeah, I wanted to take this from a little different angle. because I uh, got my top five least favorite also. You guys know I've been on a little negative kick lately, so I wanted to keep <laughs> it down that road. So- negative Nelly. <laughs> hey, Matt, you're, we're going to change your name to Karen Semenza. Yeah, well, oh. Hey, since, <laughs> if, if East Carolina starts winning, I'll be more positive. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. Top five worst. 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 John Lennon, So This Is Christmas. Oh, Absolute what, what? Are you serious? Abomination. Absolute abomination. Oh, man, that's a great one. When you I know, hear wow. it. Yoko Ono. <laughs> when I hear it, I want to break things. Is that is that Yoko Ono singing or or or, or Chinese children? Honestly, it is Yoko. Both, uh, it's both. This I, is an I, actual I like, line. I like that song. I like this. It's actually a Vietnam protest. It's not really a Christmas song. A it's a, a Vietnam protest song. But anyway, yeah. this is a line in a song. A very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good one. When I hear that. It's like somebody wrote that song in five seconds. They just gave up on it and threw the. Well, let's, let's hope it's a good, good one without That's any fear. Horrible. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear. <laughs> I just I hate that. Song. All right, so that's 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 there we go. Now, uh, and moving right along. Do they know it's Christmas time? Band Aid. Oh, I love that. That it's song reeks. I think I think Matt just doesn't like foreign children. <laughs> that song that reeks of song. 1980s cheese, man. It's awful. Do awful. they know it's Christmas time at all? And then you have it. the synthesizer come in after that. It's brutal. It's terrible. I can't. I can't listen to it. All right. Uh, then Dave's going to be very disappointed here. I know it's coming. Last Christmas from George Michael. Oh, man. Uh, wham. It's not just George Michael. It's wham. wham. I love that song. The, worst. What, the last time that song came on, I smashed my radio off the wall. I, I, it, wow. It, it I heard it all. Response. <laughs> and now for the worst. So number two, right? This, <laughs> the single worst Christmas song of all time. This song is an abomination. Oh, I know what you're going to go with. I know what it is. Yeah. It's an embarrassment of riches. I, I got it in my top five. Worst. You ready for it? Yeah. The other Beatle. The Hippopotamus song. Oh, really? I thought you were going with Paul McCartney. Oh, no. You gotta be... I want a hippopotamus. That's a good, great novelty song. When that song comes on. How do you not like that song? That's that a great song. song is... That is the worst. hero standing there. <laughs> that is the worst song well, ever. Let me, hey, Matt, let me tell you a quick story on that. Okay. No, it is a quick story. So <laughs> novelty is a novelty song, right? So I agree with you. It's like novelty. I, I, I can only probably hear it once a year, um, once a Christmas. Well, what happened, to make a long story short, my daughter had a seizure on Christmas Day. Oh, She's I know nine months story. old. Okay, sorry, dude. And she has a Chris, she has a seizure Christmas Day. 
She's nine months old at 4 p.m. We rush her to the hospital, and she's better. And I bring in a toy, and it's a hippopotamus that plays that song, and it just changed her whole out. She started smiling. She was so happy. I I used to agree with you on that one, but after that yeah. moment, that song, like well, I can live with that song because it reminds yeah. me of that. that Dave, it, just it, just it, not to make a joke out of a serious situation, and that's a good story. You've told yeah. me this story before, but it goes back to Matt's hate of children. I mean, I mean, first of all, can we just back up to Dave's story for a minute? Like, Dave, thanks for making me feel terrible about myself. No, no, no. I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. If you don't like, I can understand. I was with what I'm trying to tell you is I was in the same boat with you, and that completely changed my, my view of that song because of her. Hey, Matt, did, did Avery or Chase throw a hippopotamus and hit you in the face or something when they were a child? <laughs> I got to tell you, when that song came on, when they were small, I would immediately turn off the radio. Immediately. Of course you did. And you'd say, you're not listening to that, children. We're going to put on Carol of the Bells, and you're going to like it. <laughs> what about uh, – so uh, – I, thought, I got my top five worst, and uh, Stevie does too. So, uh, okay. so uh, I'm going to get my top five worst. All right. At number five, I got Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. Horrible song. The moon is right. I mean, it's it, it, having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, it's a terrible song. song. You're right. That's over a good call. And over and over. Great call, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> no, Number four, and this one, and I almost didn't want to put it on the list because it's kind of in the same vein of I want to hit up Potamus for Christmas. It's a, I kind of laugh at it. I almost don't want to put it on here, but I have it on here. The more and more I think about it, I kind of don't want it on here because it's so stupid and funny. But I got it on here, and I kind of wish I hadn't. But with an asterisk beside it, worst Christmas song, Dominic the Donkey. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's one of those novelty songs I can hear once a year, like Christmas time, but that's it. Stevie, do you not know that song? Which one? What was it again? Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> I know Matt would be like, Matt would be like, it's brutal. Stevie's never heard Dominic Thank the Donkey. Thank you, Kyle, for the new Stevie sound effect. <laughs> Wait, Stevie never heard Dominic the Donkey? <laughs> Stevie, let me tell you, you're better off. <laughs> Maybe you, you never heard that song. So, Matt, yeah. are you not a Dr. Demento fan? A what? Dr. Demento. Well, that's about an Italian donkey. He's Matt's got to like it. I, I don't. <coughs> no, he said that he didn't like it. song is one is of the like biggest the mob with, with all Italians, you know, pretend like they hate it, but they actually love it. <laughs> it that song. I'm just shocked that Stevie never heard it because Stevie's a, a yeah, I know that is shocking. Yeah, like Stevie, Stevie's really good at like trivia. Oh my god, pop, pop culture. I'm We're just confirming it. what the folks have known for years, and the sports object is full of jackasses. <laughs> all right, so my top three, my top three worst. These are these are all complete garbage. These, these should all be tied for number one as worst Christmas songs ever written. All right, number three. And some people love this song, but this song can kiss my ass. So I want to buy these shoes oh. for my mama, please. 
Christmas Eve and these shoes are just the size. You can't do that, dude. Christmas shoes. Where this mother trucking little boy is going into a shoe <laughs> store, apparently, to buy his ratchety-ass mama some shoes <laughs> as he's dying on Christmas Eve and she's going to wear them to heaven if mama meets Jesus tonight. What a horrible song. What a freaking horrible song. They made a movie out of it. Yeah, yeah the just, movie probably sucks, too. Um, it's, it's I just grew up in my mouth when you were singing it. I Have you ever heard it, Matt? I've heard it, yeah. It's, it it's is. It's All right. beyond cheese. No, number two of worst Christmas songs ever. And, and I, this is mainly because I don't know why this is considered a Christmas song. This is like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? This song ain't a Christmas. I don't like this song, period. But I don't know who decided that I, I, they, from the sound of music or Mary Poppins, I don't know. I don't know that crap. But somebody confused, somebody decided one day that these are a few of my favorite things as a Christmas song. Yeah, it's from my ass. No, it's, it's not. It's from Sound of Music. Sound of Music. And it ain't a damn Christmas song. Well, but I'll but, tell you, but I hear it on Christmas song. stations. When the dog bites, when the bee stings. What does that got to do with Christmas? Because it, it <laughs> they used to show that movie. They used to show that movie like literally. <laughs> <laughs> they used to show that movie around Christmas time on NBC. I think it was after Christmas, guys. Yeah. Do yeah, you that, remember that? Yeah. That's what where movie it, is that? That's where Sound of the music. sound of music. Yeah. Oh, good hey, Lord. I will go ahead and tell you. I, just, I may lose. I should like it. I'm a, I'm a sound of music. You love sound of music? That was a, a classic. Album my mom used to play all the time. And then uh, watch, we watch the movie every year. But now, you know, even when my daughter was little, she I've got video of her doing the whole, uh, what's the whole, so long, farewell. Yeah, so I get my kids either, Kyle. Yeah, well, not as much as Matt don't like kids, but I mean, I love my kids, just not other people. It's kids. not a Christmas song. All right, and the number one, <laughs> oh, no, that's not a Christmas I hope, song. Yeah, I hope yeah well, and you shouldn't love other people's children, you'll go to jail. The number one worst <laughs> Christmas song of all time, in my opinion, and I hate this song. And it, it is it's, it's a standard, it's a classic, but it, it bothers me to to, to no end that I, nobody wants all these friggin' birds for Christmas. <laughs> the twelve days of Christmas, two turtle doves, three French hens. But if somebody gave me a, I, why are you giving people all these effing birds for Christmas? So what about a, part, days, a pear tree? Yeah, a pear tree. Yeah, you got a tree too. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, maybe hey, the maid. The only drink? thing I think I would want is the maid some milking because you know I, <laughs> you could do something with them. Of course, and then um, and then the five golden rings. You can uh, give those. Where do they come from? Where hey. I mean, you got all these birds, and then you got maids of milking and and golden rings. And hey, hey, Matt, you could sell the five golden rings at a local pawn shop, right? And buy five maids of milking. Um, or however. So, <laughs> what the pimp says. Well, you just got to know where to look. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. So, Matt, or not Matt, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so, that's my top five words. Stevie, give me your worst Christmas song. Uh, well, one of them, well, one of them we agree on. Uh, but n- number five for me is that freaking awful Santa Baby by Madonna. Oh, my God. What about oh, the yeah. Eartha Kit version? I like Eartha Kit. I don't mind it, but Madonna's trying too much to be. Can't you baby? I mean, it's just. Uh, how does she say? How does she sing it, Steve? Can't you baby? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. 
then we we got wonderful Christmas time, Paul McCartney. Uh, right. This is where we're, we're going to get into the little. Uh, this is going to get kind of weird. Uh, there was a Star Wars Christmas. You remember the Star Wars Christmas special, Kyle? Yes, yes. And there was a song on there called "What What Can You Get a Wookie for Christmas?" Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this. See, I didn't do any of the deep dive stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, I like Funky Funky Christmas by New Kids on the Block, obviously, is a horrible song. Yes, that's horrible. Uh, and then there's one called, uh, you know, that's okay. The number three is the Wookiee song. Number two is Don't Shoot Me Santa by the Killers. I mean, <laughs> and then number one, and this is one we all had a ball with uh, before. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas by John Denver. Oh. Uh, what okay. kind of message are you sending when you make a Christmas song? Like, Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I, what, what I Daddy beats Mama tonight. I feel, <laughs> I, I'm just relieved right now because I just there is one song that I thought you guys Sir, I want to buy this makeup. For my mama's bruises, it's Christmas. Okay, I'll stop now. Okay, yeah. Oh my god, no. <laughs> bad. I thought for sure, and it, I saw that it made the list. Y'all were talking about the Rolling Stone, and I don't agree with it. It's a novelty song. I was ten years old when it came out. I absolutely love "Grandmother Got Grandma Got Run Over by a oh, Reindeer." That's a great song. And I thought everybody, I thought one of y'all were going to pick that, I, especially Matt. I, 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 I said Matt will pick it. I was waiting for Matt. I'm a little disappointed, Matt, because I thought oh, Matt's I was got ready a sense for... of humor. No, he does. I just thought for sure he's like, oh, he and was... one of the most brutal Christmas songs ever is that Grandma Got Run Over by Reed. <laughs> I well, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's audible. I'm surprised Matt doesn't hate it. Do what? It's not about kids. Is that what Kyle said? No, I said, well, most kids like it, so it's, I'm a little surprised Matt doesn't hate it. Well, I mean, the, the grandma got run over, not the kid. If the kid had got run over, Matt probably would have liked it. He was, well, he said he liked <laughs> it. Top five. Top five. <laughs> oh, my God. So did it make it not Johnny got reason? ran over by a reindeer. Johnny? Gardner? No offense to Johnny Gardner or Johnny Robertson. Johnny who? I was first. I was just I was just throwing out a common name of. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Little Johnny, how about that? Little all Johnny right. got run over by a reindeer. Somebody had a little too much eggnog tonight. Is even Bubba? drinking too much eggnog? <laughs> and begged her not to go. <laughs> Matt, do you like that song? It's all right. It's all right. You know, I can't believe nobody. Right. Okay, it's I feel it's not a favorite. I feel like I, I can sleep now because Matt likes <laughs> he. As you far can as deal with favorites it. go, I can't believe nobody picked "Merry Christmas to the Family." I, I that was my number two. It was okay. And I, can I do an Montgomery Gentry or Robert Earl King? Either version. Maybe my my ears were still ringing from your rendition. Steve, Steve you want to sing it with me? We haven't done yeah. our movies yet. Have we? Mom got drunk and Dad got drunk at a Christmas party. Come on, Stevie. We were drinking. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to make us lose. Oh, made it. No. It All would right. be the first time. Don't worry, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, little sister bought her new boyfriend. What was he? He was a Mexican. That's right. <laughs> All right. So top 10 favorite Christmas movies. Matt, I'm going to let you go first. Top 10. Okay, we got it. Four, five, 10. However many you 10. do. All right. All right. All right, here we go. Let me pull up my list here. All right, I got my I got all my stuff on paper. I got to print it out. 
I actually I have six. Notebook. I'll give it to you in. I'm going to give it to you in order from my. So this is my top six from uh, six to one. Six to one. Okay. All right, here we go. Number six might surprise you a lot. A lot of people never even saw this movie, but this is a classic. Check oh, it out. It's called The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I just watched that last week. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, I'll have to watch it again. That was a good movie, Matt. It, oh. I saw, how long is God, it came out? Remember. It came out around 2000, 2001. Yeah. Right yeah. Nicolas Cage has never seen a script he didn't like. Yeah, Are he's, you serious? <laughs> But this movie, it's a lot. It kind of has like a, it's a wonderful life vibe to yeah. it. Like you know, if you could go back in time, in time, that type of thing. Um, great, great movie, Stevie. Did you like it? Oh, I love that movie. Man. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I need to watch Ray, that again. Ray Leone in it. Good gosh, never seen it. Oh yeah, yeah, Jeez. great, great Good. movie. Uh, number five. Now this movie, this might be a little corny, but if you have kids, see, I do. You know, I'm talking about my kids. Oh God! If you have kids, you will grow to love this movie, The Polar Express. Great yeah. movie for the kids. They love it. I enjoyed it too when they were small. So you I'll know what? Polar yeah, Express. I forgot to put that one on my list. I'm gonna have to add that as a top. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a very good movie. It's solid. Um, let's go um, next. I'm gonna go. Uh, Christmas Story, number three, or is that the four? That's number four. Christmas Story should be number one for you, but I'll, I'll take it in your top six. It's it's definitely a classic, <laughs> definitely a classic. All right, then I'm gonna go um, at number three. Now you guys mentioned before, what's the movie you can watch over and over a million times and still love it? That would be a Christmas Story, Chevy Chase. Yeah. You mean Christmas Ranch. Vacation? Oh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. I'm sorry, Christmas Vacation. Awesome movie. You can watch it a thousand times and still love it. Uh, now we get into the top two, all right? I'm going to go It's a Wonderful Life. Unbelievable movie. The great yeah. Donna Reed, correct? Oh, mm-hmm. my God, yeah. Jimmy, yep. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, yeah. Jimmy Stewart, awesome movie. Uh, so for me, that's, that's a timeless movie. You got to have it at number two. And then... My favorite. This this one might surprise you a little bit. I'm going all the way back to 1951. Mm-hmm. All right, oh. A Christmas Carol with oh, the original, well, yeah. one of the originals. Now this is I, this is my favorite Scrooge because That's man, a he, great one. he is he he is mean. He's <laughs> nasty. Um, mean to children too. Yeah, he's mean to children. There's <laughs> <laughs> a common theme with a damn tiny tiny Tim. The tiny Tim, that's right. And uh but this is this is a great this this is a great movie. Great actor, great actor. Um, this movie has it all, so I'm going with my number one at Christmas Carol, 1951. All right. Uh, I got my top ten favorites here. Day or Jesus Christ. Matt, that was a very good list. Uh, I got a top ten here. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. At number ten, I got a tie, and I'm doing I'm doing special Sam movies. Uh, I got a tie. Twas the night before Christmas. Uh, great animated classic there with the little mouses and the clock gets destroyed and and even a miracle needs a hand. And it came out in the seventies. Great animated classic. Twas the night before Christmas. Frosty the Snowman. Great animated classic from the sixties. And my other one tied for number ten is uh, I got two more tied at number ten. I got, damn! I got Bad Santa with Hush Hush Steve. I knew you were going to say that. I got Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. 
And then the other one is you cotton hitting any, you cotton hitting any, whatever the hell he says. Elf. I got elf. All right. So now after my time for the top 10, at number nine, I got a Charlie Brown Christmas special because it's fantastic. At number eight, I got a Garfield's Christmas special. If you've never watched Garfield's Christmas special from the 80s, get yourself a copy on DVD or find out where it's streaming digitally. Fantastic. Number seven, I got Rudolph the Mother Truck and Red Nosed Reindeer. If you don't like Rudolph, you probably don't have a soul. Uh, great story to be told in that movie. Although, one of these days, I want an edited version where Santa goes, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Rudolph goes, go, don't you go fuck yourself, Santa Claus. <laughs> you, you, this whole time, you treated me like garbage. You made fun of my nose. All you assholes are treating me like that. Now you can use my nose to your advantage to help you through the fog, and you want me to go out there and do your dirty work when you can suck my reindeer wiener. It, 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 I want that version one day, but number oh seven, I got rid of no, no, no. Kyle, the FCC just called. We just got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it needs to happen. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, like yeah. Santa, not to that extreme, no. Not in those exact words, but I mean. Well, you know, I got away with words. Um, number seven. Number six. <sighs> transition. Dave just had a heart attack, by the way, live on air. <laughs> Dave, 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 Dave is having a hard time breathing right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that word, the F word, and Rudolph should Dave, be using the same sentence. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, so as a transition from the profanity to number, yeah. to number six. Thank you, James. My, there my number, your sponsors. But my number six, my number nine, they love it. They actually love it. Um, my number six, my number six, if we transition from that. I love you, Stevie. Just, okay, well, we got to get the laughter. All right, Stevie, compose yourself, Stevie. All right, all right. All right, all right. Number on, six, Andy. number six, we have the original Miracle on 34th Street, um, the black and white version. Absolute classic. Um, there's several scenes in that movie that I think are just genius, particularly for the time when that movie came out in the 40s. Um, you, you you have a German girl who had been over here because of World War II, and she goes to visit Santa, and Santa knows German, um, yeah. you know, which is, you know, incredible. They even thought to do that in that movie at the time. And then the ending, how do you take something that's so implausible as proving someone who's Santa Claus in a court of law, and how they do it is they use the U.S. Postal Service. All the po They had the Postal Service bring all the mail to Santa Claus there at the courthouse which acknowledged that a branch of the U.S. government acknowledged that man, that one particular man, as being Santa Claus when they delivered all the mail to him at the courthouse, which was arranged by his lawyer. So the judge had no other choice. He didn't want to go against the U.S. Postal Service, a branch of the federal government, so he recognized him as Santa Claus. To me, that is completely genius film writing. I think that yeah. movie is entirely underrated, not Very. only as a Christmas movie, but as a movie. Um, the original Milk on 34th Street, fantastic. Number five is one I watched today. Um, a classic for a different reason. Ernest Saves Christmas. I love <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas. It is hysterical. It still holds up. If you got kids and your kids, Dave, have you showed your kids Ernest Saves Christmas? Not yet. They've. Um, Alex has seen Ernest Goes to Camp. Okay. Everybody out there, let your kids watch Ernest Saves Christmas. You know, kids from, say, 3 to 10, 3 to 12, completely family-friendly, nothing inappropriate. They will love the slapstick humor. It is very Three Stooges. Ernest Saves Christmas is fantastic. Um, number four, again with the slapstick, one that everybody loves, Home Alone. 
Um, surprised he wasn't on Matt's list. Yeah. Home Alone is an unbelievable absolute, movie. And that is where the South yeah, Bend, yeah. South Bend Shovel Slayer comes from. That, um, I didn't the, want to say it earlier. I didn't want to give it away. The old um, man, yeah, you know, out there okay. that that yeah, that saves Kevin at the end. Um, so uh, Home Alone's number four, number three. I'm trying to speed this up. Number three is my favorite version of A Christmas Carol, the 1999 version with Patrick Stewart. Um, I think it's a very underrated version of A Christmas Carol. I love it. I watch it every year. Number two, I have National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. One of those movies you cannot get tired of watching. I'm with Matt on that. Watch it over and over again. So many classic lines. Uh, Aunt Bethany's probably my favorite on the whole movie. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Um, um, Is your house on fire clock? Uh, Grace, she died 10 years ago. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, And number one, the best Christmas movie ever made, A Christmas Story. Uh, Ralphie and his Red Rider BB gun. Um, So many great. And and I'm going to tell you something. This is another genius movie. If you watch A Christmas Story as a kid, okay, you see it through the perspective of Ralphie, and you think the dad's this mean asshole. And then when you watch it as an adult, you realize that dad's a really good guy. He's a good father. He's a very stressed out man. He just wants what's best for his family. And so if you watch it as a kid and watch it as an adult, you watch it through totally different. I guarantee you, Dave, Bubba, even Matt, your kids are a little older, so maybe not. Stevie, your daughter's grown. But Dave, Bubba, if you have your kids watch it, ask them what they think of the dad. And I bet you they think he's mean. But then when they watch it as an adult, there's, he's not mean at all. And so to me, it's a genius movie from that perspective that you can watch it from the perspective of a child or the perspective of an adult, depending on how old you are when you're watching the movie. So A Christmas Story is number one. And to me, by the way. Kyle, how many leg lamps do you own? Do you have, you have a <laughs> leg lamp in every room? I have a leg lamp and a breast lamp. You don't know about that. That's on the unedited version of A Christmas Story. <laughs> um, the nipples light up. It's great. Um, I, uh, but. But I um, look. I'm serious. People that don't like a Christmas story, I'm convinced, just don't get the movie. People who say I don't like a Christmas story, there's certain movies. Yeah, I I just convinced people don't get. Um, So all right, I'll shut up with my top ten. I've gone on long enough. Somebody else do theirs or top five. Christmas story. It's a you problem, right? Not not a problem with the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I think if you don't like a Christmas story, you, you just don't get it. Yeah. Right, you haven't really taken the time to really watch the movie, I think, or, or understand, right, the story it's telling and it's being shown from the perspective of a child, and you know, anyway. And we've all been there where we've wanted that. I'll just say this real quick: we've all been there where we've wanted a certain item really, really bad. Yeah, like he did with the uh, Red Rider BB gun. You know, like that's uh, that's great. In fact, I'm so old; I saw it in the theater. Um, and, I remember uh, you telling me that actually. Yeah, but um, and guys, if you want to go back in the archives, uh, any of our listeners, we did a Christmas special a few years ago, and we actually had the boy that played the little Toady Grover deal on as a guest last so year. Can, well, that was the year before last, I believe. Year before last, yeah. So you can find okay. it in our archives. But uh, Stevie uh, or Bubba, one of you, Dave, whoever wants to go. Who's up? Stevie, you're up. Go ahead. All right, all right. I got ten. So all right, let's go. Uh, number ten, uh, Matt. Mentioned this earlier, the Polar Express. You Good know, choice. Very beautifully yeah. animated. Number yeah. nine. Go ahead, Dave. What? I was just going to say Tom Hanks is awesome in that. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks is – I'm think a huge – he's my favorite actor, so. Uh, number nine is like an 80s version of A Christmas Carol with Bill Murray Scrooged. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I had that as an honorable mention. Like, yeah. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. And then number eight, I got Frosty, the Frosty Snowman special. Number seven, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, number six, nobody's mentioned this so far, but the animated original version of the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, oh great. Yeah, great choice. Yes. Yeah. I was going to. All right. <laughs> I hate I to mention number five. I don't want to get, get Kyle going again, but Rudolph, uh, number five. <laughs> uh, number four is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Uh, yeah, I had that in mind. Yeah. yeah. Number three is a Christmas story. Good choice. Number two, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, the last, well, last Christmas with my dad, we were watching Elf, and I've got a video of him. Dad, you know, he tried to be this tough guy all the time, but it was it was the most off-the-wall things that he would break down into tears over. And the one of the scenes of Elf, I've got it on video where I've got my camera. He doesn't know I'm filming him, but he's, he's crying at one of those, and I'm laughing so hard at him. But, yeah, number two for me is Elf. What was the scene? Uh, oh, gosh. When they're in the park, I think it's the one where they're in the park. And, uh, gosh. The I snowball fight? Or no, it's, near the the end. it's near the end. It's near the end when the sleigh gets going. Oh, by, by the Christmas spirit. And he's yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's the one. That's the one. But, see, Dad, Daddy would, like, when we watched The Goonies one time, he would watch all these movies. You with, guys! With my daughter, I mean, just just to, to spend time with her. And when at the end of the Goonies, when the cop sees the pirate ship go out, you know, go out in the water, and he was like, Holy Mary, mother of God. I looked over there, and daddy starts crying. I'm like, What the heck are you crying? It's a pirate ship. You got some fetish for pirates or something? <laughs> but uh, anyway, but number one for me is, uh, I mean, Christmas vacation. You know, I, I've watched it so many times, and uh, it never gets old. Favorite line from the movie, Stevie? Oh, gosh, there's so many. It's got to be one of the, uh, like you said, is Rusty still in the Navy? Uh, one, of, one of the old ladies, uh, Bethany's uh, lines from the movie. It's got to be. Why is the floor all wet? I don't know, Margo. I love that one also. And when the guy and when the, uh, her husband gets blown off the, uh, <laughs> gets blown <laughs> up in the air and comes back down when they put the put his toupee back on. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Funny. One of my favorite scenes in that movie, Stevie, is when he's uh, Chevy Chase. He's in the store with Uncle Eddie, <laughs> and Uncle Eddie is just loading up fifty pound bags of dog food yeah. after the. And then he just he takes out a list, you know. He just has it. Get something for you, Clark. Real nice. (laughs) (laughs) Or that there's a good part. I don't. It's probably just me, but uh, the part where he's up in the attic and he's watching the the home videos, and you get this whole serious, this whole serious. And he falls through the floor. I like it when he opens the uh, when he opens the attic and the ladder hits him in the head and knocks him down. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like it when he says, uh, "Hey Griswold," uh, or the the next door neighbor says, "Hey Griswold, where are you going to put a tree that big?" Bend over and I'll show you. You know, uh, I wasn't talking. You have a lot of nerve talking to me that way. Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> oh, good old Elaine. Yep. How about? How about the, the the royalties that that she made in her career, Julia Louis Dreyfus? 
yeah. Well, how about well, how about not just her? How about homie that ends up playing uh, on 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 uh, the Big Bang Theory and Roseanne and the Connors? Like and, yeah, yeah. He played uh, Rusty in that movie. How did That's Rusty right. get yeah. yeah, he was like a teenager in the first one. Yeah, and the first movie. He <laughs> yeah, he goes back. Rusty. Yeah. The uh, the first one and the European one, Rusty was the older brother, like seventeen or eighteen, and and the girl was younger. And then and then all of a sudden, Roller. Well, Audrey, Audrey, uh, in the first one is this you know typical looking thirteen year old girl, and then the second one she's this chubby weird girl, and then yeah. the third one is the sexiest white trash girl ever, Juliette Lewis, and then yeah. the uh, then the fourth one is just this smoking hot brunette Vegas vacation. So it was even weirder with. I'm with, sorry, but the Aldrich. one of the European vacation, there is no way that Billy Zabka, whatever his name is from Karate Kid, is dating that girl. I mean, there's yeah, no she's way. Yeah, dead. She passed away, by the way. It's not to speak. Yes, she did. Yeah. I'd rest her soul. Sorry I'm talking about the dead, but. But no, did? yeah. She, yeah she, the, the, the second Audrey in European vacation. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, she passed away years ago. She was she was more known for a voice actress and not uh-huh. to be mean, but she should have stayed that. Um, <laughs> well. But uh, anyway, uh, all, right. all right, who's left? It's me and Bubba, I believe. All right, Bubba, you got your list? Dave, go ahead. All right. I'll go to number 10, uh, The Grinch, the original, Boris Karloff. Um, let's see, number nine, I'm going. Wait a minute. Okay, the original Grinch, number 10. Okay. Yeah, The Grinch, the uh, animated. Yep. Um, I'll go number nine. I'll go, um, let's see, nine, I'll go Home Alone. Um, we, we're, I'm trying to make this fast because we have uh, done – We've done. You guys have said a lot of them. Um, let's see. Number eight. Um, I had a certain order in my head, and now we're um, gotta write them down, Dave. I know. I know. Um, number eight. I'll go. Um, I'll go Frosty. Okay. All right. Number seven. Um, let's see. I was trying to think. I had the uh, I had it as an honorable mention, but I'll throw it up there, um, Stevie, um, like you did. Uh, Scrooge with Bill Murray. I'm a Bill Murray fan. I thought it was hilarious. Um, number six. Uh, let's see. I'll go Rudolph. Uh, five. I will go Christmas Vacation. Um, four. I'm going. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, number three. I will go. Um, let's see, three. I'll go. I was trying to debate on. I've, I've, the top three are hard for me. Um, okay. Dave, don't let the bright lights throw you off. I know. <laughs> He's trying to pick his three favorite Hallmark movies. <laughs> no, no, I can't stand Hallmark. Um, speaking of make it vomit in my mouth. My dad is Santa. Go ahead. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Okay. Number three, I'll go. It's a wonderful life. Um, two, I'm trying to think. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I really like white Christmas. Yeah. Sisters. Sisters. And number one, of course, I can't go without my number one has to be Christmas story. So, 
Hey, uh, hey guys, I hate to put a damper on everything, but apparently, I don't know if you guys have been following along with the Jaguars and the Ravens game, but uh, Keaton just got carted off the field with a knee injury. Oh, that's yeah, cool. but that's the reason I didn't speak up a moment ago. I was watching that when yeah, yeah. it's 17 7 Baltimore had a big run and, and, and something, something, something went on with his knee, so hopefully. I mean, with him getting carted off, not looking good, but <laughs> yeah, we're all still dealing with that trauma. <laughs> yeah, thank you, James, for bailing me out. I was just struggling there. I'm, I have a, I don't really have an award. I mean, I have like ones that are my go-tos. But all right, Bubba. Wait, before we before we go to Bubba, can I just have Bubba not to put you off here? One minute, Kyle. Give your give your generic description of every Christmas Hallmark movie for us. Okay. Um, well, it's like this. Big city girl moves back to small town. She's a successful businesswoman. She she goes to uh to to Christmas tree cookie shop and uh and and and, and is trying to be shut down by uh by 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 the corporation she works for. She the 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 uh, the, the young man who runs the Christmas tree cookie <coughs> shop, who's the uh, grandson of the owner, um, who she falls in love with. Um, convinces her that what's most important in life is this man that she met two weeks ago and that now she's in love with. And it turns out his dad is Santa. That was tremendous. Thank that was you, a Donnie. classic. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. It's always a classic. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. That will always be a classic. Like, well, none of the <laughs> Hallmark movies are. They're, none of those are classic. Well, there was one. Back, I don't know if it was a Hallmark movie. There was a cheesy ass. Oh, yeah, Michael. Movie. I was going to mention that, James. Jack Frost. Yeah, that's not bad. Jack Frost isn't bad. Then that was like an honorable mention. There's a horror version called Jack There Frost. is a horror yeah. version of Jack Frost. There's also a, a, a Riking Bass version of Jack Frost. So yep. The title's been used Solid multiple nice. times. Deadly After Night. Bubba, I'm going to give you guys just a few good horror Christmas movies. Silent show. Night, Deadly Night? Yeah. Yep. That's on there, yeah. All right, Bubba. Silent Night, right. Deadly Night 2. Go ahead. Electric Boogaloo. I didn't go to the trouble to rank mine, um, but the ones ones I listed um, in no particular order, Home Alone, uh, Home Alone 2, Elf, Christmas Vacation, um, A Charlie Brown Christmas from the 60s, and Frosty the Snowman from the 60s, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, from back in the mid-60s, uh, A Christmas Story, uh, The Holiday, uh, one one that we haven't said, with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet Yeah, fr from back in 2006, and then um, the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas from back in 66. Good list, except Home Alone 2. Yeah. I did like I did like Home Alone 2. Definitely not as the good as The Bird is still, still plenty of laughs for me. The birthright is creepy. <laughs> Bubba was very definitive. Zero hesitation on that list. Yeah, Matt, did you Zero. see Thanksgiving? The movie Thanksgiving. James, I didn't see it yet, man. I, I, I uh, is it still in the theater? If it's still in the theater by any chance, maybe I can see it. It'll be streaming probably by January. Yeah, yeah you, James can watch Barbie. That's coming out, on Max. Ooh. Why would James watch Barbie? I do I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, James is going to whip your ass. I mean, he's he's, he's going to take offense to that. He's flying from Mississippi. And, All right. I like the, the ass whipping is coming. 
It's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Here comes James. Here comes James the Claus. Here comes James the Claus. Right down James the Claus lane. He says it's surprisingly really good. I have a recommendation, guys, that one that we all left out. My wife is in the background. She wanted to chime in. Really good Christmas movie with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Have you ever seen Reese without her spoon? Reese without no, Four Christmases. Yeah, yeah that is very movie. good, Chrissy. Yeah, that is good. You know Robert what? I tried watch. to watch some of that, and I got to the part with the brother was the MMA fighter, and it's just way too over the top. I'm like, this is just like over the top <laughs> bullshit. It, I, I, I'm sorry, Chrissy. You're a lovely lady, but I disagree with you. On that one. He needs to watch it Oh, there you go. Uh, well, maybe I will, but that whole part with the MMA brother, I mean, this is so stupid. Well, oh, this is really scene where his best friend, Vince Vaughn's best friend in the movie, starts dating his mother. <laughs> yeah. Who's wow. like 75 years old. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> I mean, it's great. If you haven't seen it, check um, it out. It's, what about Christmas with the Clinks? Do you remember that? I remember that very good. Uh, is that was yeah, um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Go out away either. That could be on either list. What's that, Steve? Jingle out the way. I oh, like Jingle yeah. all the way. Arnold. It's not a Puma. Uh, Arnold and Sinbad and 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 Norm is not Norm McDonald. Who plays the douchebag uh, that lives across the street there? Um. Just always hitting on Arnold's wife. What is his yeah, name? Yeah, what's his name? He's dead. He um he was from SNL. Um Phil Hartman. It's Phil McDonald? Huh? Well, Phil Phil Hartman, yep. Phil Hartman. Yeah, Phil, yeah, Phil Hartman. Hartman. Uh yeah, the Big Law the Way is good. I like that. Matt, what are some of your other movies you wanted to give? So so uh, you know, the new the, like the new popular thing with Christmas movies, a lot of good Christmas horror movies coming out, just like James mentioned with the Thanksgiving horror movie. Um, some really good, the, the, the recent Krampus from like, I think it was 2017. Very good. If you guys haven't seen that, check that one out. Um, the original silent night, silent night, deadly nights, a good one. Yeah. Um, and then there was one, oh my God, I can't think of what it was called. Uh, it's like, hang on, I'm going to look it up. You guys keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I'll come back. Did, did you guys know there was a sequel to Jingle All the Way? Yes, I did. I've never that seen Larry that. the Cable Guy? From WWE Studios. Larry the Cable Guy. And yeah. Tino Morella. Santino Morella. The, the Santino John Cena. Yeah, Tano. I saw the Arnold one, but I didn't see the uh, Larry the Cable Guy. It probably yeah. wasn't out long enough for you to see it. Just right. <laughs> straight to DVD. Now it's straight to stream. Straight to the trash. Um, or they just start out on the trash. Yeah, they just oh, start okay. out on the stream. I got it. This might surprise you guys. This is 1974, Black Christmas. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Now, what's really it. interesting, guys, is the same director that did Black Christmas also did a Christmas story. Oh, wow. Really? And if you if you watch the two movies, you'll see some similarities with um, – the graphics, Ralphie the killing everybody. Yeah, but you will. <laughs> you will dry out. <laughs> if you Daddy's to gonna kill Ralphie, and he does. 
definite Bubba's comment. Back, Steve. October 11th, 1974. I'm looking at it now. Classic movie. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Matt? I just saw Bubba's comment. I did too. <laughs> that's what I was laughing at. I think, I think that's uh, I think that's all I got. All right. Black Christmas influenced John Carpenter's Halloween. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Black Christmas is one of the original slasher movies um, that wasn't really popular until years later. Gained like a cult following, you know, years after the fact. Uh, for sure. Post show. Post show. So black. So all right. So Christmas horror movies. The only one I have is uh, is uh, Top Hat Billy Knight. There's three or four of them. Yeah. What, what, what was that that James said? <laughs> Dave, that was a joke about me watching Barbie. What the f- Dave? Exactly. Yeah. James ain't gonna stand for that. Yeah. He's not gonna stand for it. He he might sit for it though, but he ain't gonna stand for it. All right. You guys have anything before we go? Is that everybody? Yeah, everybody. Everybody, did, Bubba, did you did you do your least? You didn't have to do a least favorite Christmas songs, did you? No, I did uh, submit a comment on here when when Stevie brought up Santa Baby, uh, oh, yeah. that was one. And then uh, what I also chimed in when when Matt was talking about, that's uh, which one was it? Uh, but uh, I was de- I was de- I was. Definitely in agreement with one that Matt said as well. John Lennon. I'll put the damn pink bunny outfit on the Christmas. All right, yeah. Do it. Put him in it. Put him in it. He's a pink nightmare. There's, there's some no, things like, in life you don't want to see. You don't want to see D Rich in yeah. a pink bunny outfit. I do. I really do. I actually I really do. I think it would be the funniest shit ever. I I think we should I think it would be absolutely wonderful. Alrighty then. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very happy. Very happy. There you go. And it's pink money. Fit. He would be very Actually, that's what the dad asked. Are you happy wearing that? Tell the kids to take it off. Take it off. Oh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. All right. Wow, wait. whoopee a Zeppelin. I'm just thinking of lines from a Christmas story now. Guys, do you uh, do you have any predictions? Uh, how do you feel about this week with the uh, transfer portal? Juco, we'll say this real quick and get out of here. Uh, hopefully, uh, we get some more. Um, hopefully, we get some more uh, players from the portal. <laughs> yeah, that's my prediction. Hopefully, we get more players. I know, but like, do you have certain ones? Is what I was asking, real quick. I think good, one. good, good ones. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> I know the. I hope we get bad ones. I don't know. I'd have to look at who who's out there. Um, any of the offensive linemen we offered, it would be nice to get every one of them. A couple more receivers. I don't know names. I'd have to go look at the list. Uh, hopefully, we get the the offensive linemen from Central. Um, and the any, one from any of the linemen we offer, the more we can get, the better. What about you, Matt Bubba? And then we'll get out of here. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I mean. Uh... <clears throat> Listen, I'm just looking for really quality offensive linemen. You know, I think I feel confident we've already gotten a we've landed a receiver this weekend. It hasn't been announced yet. Um, so that's a step in the right direction. But quality, quality offensive linemen 
not to sound like a broken record, but for me, that's what that's what it's all about. I agree. And we'll see how we do with the with the, I guess the the class will be coming in this week, right? With the uh, signing class. Yeah, the high school signing class. Yeah, yeah. That'll be this week. All but any and the kind dead of news- period starts, Dave. On uh, the dead period starts, so you won't see any more portal action probably for a few weeks. When does the dead period start, uh, Matt? I believe it's Wednesday. It's coming up, and then all right. Yeah. So we're gonna have commitments. Well, I guess guys don't have to commit; they can wait until the up is back up. And then it's the second. Then it's Matt the second through the seventh, something like that. It's like yeah, a five-day we'll, we'll period. We'll probably get some commitments before Wednesday, I would think. Yep. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. I appreciate uh, everybody chiming in tonight. A, a very active crowd. Thank you, Stevie. We appreciate you always, bro. And uh, sure, anytime. We had fun. Uh, Kyle, thank you, bro. Thank you, Matt. And um, thank you for the cameo by Chrissy. And hey, Bubba, appreciate you, man, as always. All right. So uh, we'll, what we'll do is we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And uh, we'll probably have another show. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. There you go. Happy Boxing Day in Canada. We have an overtime on Wednesday. So yep. Pirates, Pirates played Delaware State on Wednesday night. And so we'll have an overtime. About a half hour show uh, sometime, you know, around nine thirty on Wednesday night. So this is Christmas. All right, sounds good. Thank you guys. What have you done? One of the longest sports objectives we've ever had, and I hope you enjoyed. You may have to have listened to a three or four different sittings. It's like a Jim uh, Cornette experience. That's right. No we, got, Thank you. we got about two hours to go before we get to that. <laughs> James, <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys! I'll never think of Rudolph the same. <laughs> I you're telling you, once you exactly. think of it that way. All right. Hey, you know, Rudolph's an Italian. You know, his name is Rudy. He's Rudolph. He's an Italian. He's lucky he don't take his machine gun out and blow them all away for all the teasing and taunting. Ain't that right uh, there, uh, Matt? Yeah. Hey, listen. You know what? I, 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 I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I got nothing left to say. Didn't his dad pick him up from the start when he did that whole freaking thing with his nose? His dad really put him down and made him put like oh yeah he covered it up yeah he covers it up yeah oh we'll just have to hide it and and then then he he goes to reindeer games and he's flying all around because you know um the girl deer what's her damn name clarice Clarice. she thinks he's she thinks he's cute he takes off off. yeah exactly that's good whoever did that (laughs) that. that's good he did it again she thinks I'm cute. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he takes off one. And then the sun bitch, his nose lights up, and then, then, you know, fireball goes, oh, freaks out, and then the coach comes over. We won't let Rudolph play at any more reindeer games. Right, right. It's just bull crap, man. They all treat him like crap. You know who we haven't brought up with Rudolph is Yukon. Oh, 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 man, I love Yukon. Cornelius. Cornelius. I won uh I won the Christmas con I won the Christmas costume contest at work in twenty twenty two by being uh Yukon Cornelius. I can see that. Yeah, I, I, it was my acting because I my it was not the best costume. This dude dressed up as this giant like gingerbread snowman combination. He spent money on his costume. I won the costume with a toboggan, a blue <laughs> a, a blue Carhartt sweatshirt, uh, or orange to a red toboggan, a blue Carhartt sweatshirt, blue jeans. A hammer. That was my costume. It was the acting what done it. You should have had Vince Neal come as the Obama snowman. 
<laughs> oh man, it's Neil. <laughs> you haven't seen that picture? No. Oh, geez. I'm going to have to send you that picture. That, that's been going around for like two years now. <laughs> he looks like oh, the Apostle Snowmaster of the North. Okay. Yes, yes. It's, it's hilarious. All right. He put on uh, Twitter, he put a reaching out to everybody said, Stop sending me this shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas to Pirate Nation and beyond. We appreciate you so much. We'll get out of here. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. And as always, here on the Sports Objective, go Pirates. Police Navidad. <laughs>